can't I hear the sound? That's gay. Hold on, let me see. Might just have to play the fucking intro separate. That's weird. No. No, I'll just play the intro song. That's whack. I've never seen it do that. It's glitchy, man. See, it's been fucking with you'd ever really want to know about every public figure I have ever encountered. Most of the conversations I've had with people when I've been in a single party consent state, recorded, archived. I have shit on everyone. And by the way, you made this drive-by remark about Laura Loomer got censored, therefore Jewish power isn't real. What, is that a joke? I is mean, that yeah, what okay. I said? Oh, well, I think that was you, someone You brought up Loomer. I didn't. In any case. You brought her up immediately after talking about Israel. And you Israel. made some drive-by shot about, oh, you talk about Jewish power before Loomer. It's banned. And I never said that. In China. It's like, oh, do I realize that? That's one lose for destiny, okay? Don't do this for me. Tell us about how they <laughs> Turn him back at the border, and that's how the numbers are. I didn't know what he was gonna say. Uh, tell us about it, Nick. He said on a screen that I'm in favor of like genocide and all like non-white people. He said that the rice is red. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I still want to read it. I'm probably gonna Did you or did you not? I don't know. You've seen the bot. I might have. I have no idea. Double down on this. Double down on the Biden inflation. Double down again. Just just for everybody to see Government will always be there. And, you know, we that that's why ANCAP is really the crux of it. Because if you can get rid of the government, then then maybe you're right. But if you can't get rid of the government, then it's just a matter of who runs it. And then you certainly that's get what rid matters. Of, you can certainly get rid of things the government's doing, right? Welcome to the Kill Stream. I am your host, Ethan Ralph, the owner and the editor in chief of the RalphRetort.com. I don't know why the audio didn't play on that, but that has happened once before. But I think I just have to reload the whole clip or restart OBS. Ah, fuck, it wasn't worth it. wasn't worth it. So we just hit the music on its own. I'm arguing with Cancer Man here on Twitter. 
I guess I could just start off with that. I really didn't even plan on talking about it, but I was on Odyssey last night uh, at like, I don't know, 2 or 3 a.m. And I was actually, I actually am sub to Red Pill Gamer or Red Pill Gang, whatever the f*** his name is, from a while back, from before I knew he was a complete And so I saw his stream going on last night. And I was like, <laughs> I started watching it. And he started saying he was he had my stream pulled up, Queen O Casino, all this shit. He started talking all this crazy shit. So I went in there, I pointed out something he said was a lie. I forget what it is now. And uh so then he starts going wild, Ralph the rapist and this and that and talking all this wild shit. And I go through point by point why that's bullshit. Um, you know, this is not a serious claim that's been made against me, blah, 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 blah. Well, he just goes off, da, 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 da. This happens like five or ten minutes. I basically call him a end and I just leave. Well, today, this happened last night, like fucking two or three a.m. Today, I see Medicare and he's like, <laughs> Gator too. They're like, Ralph, Ralph went in this chat. Ralph went in this chat and he just completely lost his mind. Just had a meltdown. It's like, dude, I went in chat and talked shit for five or ten minutes and then left. What? I mean, don't people do that all the time? Like, I thought that was kind of... We certainly see it here plenty. Uh, I thought that was kind of a normal thing. I didn't hang out all night. I didn't even go on his stream. They were trying to bait me to go on, of course. I was like, whatever, no. I just talked my little shit and then left. And then that becomes, Ralph, rabbit, rape it, Ralph, lo loses his mind. He's crazed, meltdown in chat. I'm sitting here, I'm like, that didn't fucking happen at all. And so they were running with it for hours this afternoon. And finally I saw it and I was like, okay, you know what? This is crazy. It's literally like high school girl spin. And then Medicare, he said this before. He's like, oh, the guy who writes on his Tumblr blog. It's like, dude, okay, I wrote on my website that I've had for years and years that you used to promote that website, Jim. I don't know if you can remember the cancer's eating your brain alive, but you promoted that website. There's videos with you sucking off the RalphRetort.com. That was you, Jim. That was you. So I don't know if you can remember that. <laughs> There's a lot of shit you seem to forget from back in the day. But regardless, um, so I started going back and forth with him. I don't know. Does this guy think everybody forgot that he fucked his woman on stream? That he did all this degenerate shit and he's tr he tries to talk about me? It's like, dude, who the fuck are you talking to? I was there, nigga. You're not going to fool me. I see I see fucking young-ass youngsters in the fucking replies be, being like, post-proof. This What do you mean post-proof? It's a fucking internet fact. When there's, just go fucking put it in Google, you dumb... <clears throat> You're lacking in, in intelligence, I guess, is what, is what I was going to say. It's like, okay, dude, yeah, we get it. You're you're Mr. Morality over here. That's what we're going to start calling you. <laughs> Mr. Morality. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Well, ask Terry Davis how, how much morality you have, Jim. We'll ask, uh, you know, the other people in the grave how much morality you have. We'll ask your wife who you fucked on stream and who used to send around her fucking naked ass all during Gamergate. We'll ask her how much morality you have. 
again. <laughs> Take it or leave it. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. There's no need for me to pull any punches ever again, and so I'm not going to. Those are my thoughts. I'm not going to. There's really nothing else to say about it. I mean, I went back and forth on Twitter. It just never ends. I mean, uh, I was looking. I actually was looking for his anime dungeon. I couldn't find The picture's out there somewhere. I couldn't find it. Dude, this guy, I don't know. I couldn't live like that, but uh, some dudes are f- I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. He said Flamenco was his son. I guarantee you. Uh, I guarantee you. Uh, this guy's got a sick fucking collection. I, 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 I would bet my life on it. I would bet my life on it that he has some of the sickest shit known to man down there in that fucking anime dungeon. But regardless, I couldn't find the pick, so you'll just have to... You almost have to imagine it unless somebody links it. Then of course his brain dead, his brain dead army just just coming at you nonstop. You say anything to this guy, they're just like, oh my god, blah, blah. it's like okay, yeah, that's great. All right, thanks. I mean, I realize your audience can't read. Maybe that's why it bothers him. He knows they can't. They can only speak in like shitty gym propaganda and emoji or something. I, I I don't know. I don't know if it, like he seems really offended by the by writing articles. I don't I don't really know. I mean I guess he's just talking shit, but still it's like, okay. Wow, you had no problem promoting that website a lot. An awful lot. Name dropping it time and time again in your videos. So I I don't know. I don't know. Of course, you know, he doesn't he, he doesn't want to talk about that, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure he doesn't want to discuss that. But you know what I want to discuss? Elon Musk taking Royale. over Twitter.com. Twitter. Whoa, who's this up on screen? Who is this up on screen? Also, I got to turn the AC off because we can hear it. Let me play this. I'll be right back. I'm going right there and then right back. Shout out to the Killstream faithful. We started off hot tonight. Let's go! Jack Allen's coming here in a little while. ...and the potential impact it could have on the growing empire he is building. CNBC's Phil LeBeau has a breakdown of all that is currently under Elon's umbrella, all the thoughts in his head, the things that he intends on doing. Phil? <laughs> Take you it away! you think I know what's in Elon's head? Nobody knows what's in Elon's head, Melissa. I've heard this suggestion today, oh, he'll be too distracted to run Tesla if he's also running Twitter. Let's take a look at Elon's empire. And he kept talking about, you know, sex tapes and this and that. Uh, You know, I did offer to film a part two with Jade uh, since I know, you know, he's not hitting it right. The cancer medication is probably, you know... It's probably tough, you know. I don't know if if the Viagra mixes in well or what have you. Uh, so you know, if the price is right, if the price is right, we'll see. And if you think he's distracted right now, he's added things over the years, and he keeps on growing, and he keeps on having success. Starting first off with Tesla, I am showing you the stock back to when he was part of the IPO in 2010. I was there at the Nasdaq that day. We interviewed him. He talked about having this dream of growing the EV business. Since then, the stock is up more than 21. 
1,000%. Why? Take a look at the uh, Tesla sales, annual deliveries, and how they've grown. This year, they're expected to hit 1.47 million. So he's CEO of Tesla, but he's also the chairman of SpaceX. He started SpaceX back in 2002. I remember 15 years ago when people were like, yeah, he's off playing with his rockets in the desert. No longer are people saying that the valuation for SpaceX, $100 billion. That's the estimate right now. What about the Boring Company? Started in 2016. We were out in Los Angeles when people were running around with flamethrowers saying he's going to solve traffic problems. Hasn't really happened. They've got one tunnel that opened last year uh, in Las Vegas. It basically has Teslas going from one uh, part of Vegas to another. Boring company has not exactly panned out. And then he's got a bunch of other interests that are out there. There's Neuralink. You don't hear him talk about that very much. Dogecoin, crypto. He likes to talk about that on Twitter. And then finally, if his other interests, it's AI development, humanoid robots, things like that. So, I, Melissa, I hear this suggestion all the time. Transhumanism. Oh, distracted. Tesla is going to suffer if he's running Twitter. Look, could that possibly happen? Yes, but I would argue that if you talk to people who have worked for Elon Musk, they all say the same thing. Extremely demanding. Demanding to the point that it can drive some people nuts. But at the same time, he gets performance because he sets goals and targets, and he says, why don't we do it this way? And a lot of times, they ultimately do succeed. Sometimes they don't, but a lot of times they do. There are also sorts of these other crazy things. I don't want to say crazy, but like the, the notion that Tesla should have a nickel mine or that Tesla has a patent for lithium right. extraction. I mean, there are all these things that we don't even, you know, bring to the surface, but they are they are in the works. They're rattling around his head. They are things that he's working on simultaneously. Things that may pan out or may not pan out. Look. Full self-driving is a perfect example. He has said for years, oh, this year we're going to have full self-driving. We're going to release the full beta. You'll see it all over the place. And it hasn't panned out yet. Where is that? I, I don't know if you can criticize uh -oh. him for that. Anime uh, Dungeon reviewer sent $10. You can tell a lot about a cartoon dog by his anime dungeon. I'll look at that in a second. I was actually looking for the picture. I couldn't find it. Um, it was, I mean, I wouldn't post a picture like that. I know people talked about pictures of me, et cetera, but, um, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have something like that. You're a disgrace. You're a disgrace to not just mankind, humankind. I'm sorry to have a room like that. You should kill yourself. I don't know what to say. If you have a decked out anime dungeon, you should fucking hang yourself. I, I can't say it any simpler than that. Now, you know, again, anime is not my thing. But if you have a poster or something, you know, you want to you want to indulge in your hobby or whatever. Whatever, you know, that's I'd say that's one thing. But if you actually have a decked out dungeon why on earth? Why on earth would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. By the way, I see some of his uh, brain dead. <laughs> they really are brain dead, too. Brain dead guys over on YouTube. Oh, it's funny. I don't really see you guys on Cozy. You're just not even there. It really is like another world. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll catch up with you guys. 
I'll see ZXV says, I should have done two months of shows laughing at Flamenco. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, we didn't give that enough attention. I mean, no doubt. Um, the reason is, it's. I mean, we just had other shit going on, really. I mean, but yeah, you're right. You're right. They try to sweep that under the rug. They talk about sweeping. Anyway, um, it's just funny how they try to turn me talking shit in in a fucking chat box for five minutes into a day long story, and then I I go back. Of course, that's what they wanted anyway. I guess me to talk shit to Medicare and to go back and forth like that. But I don't know. I'm I mean I can only I can only take so much. You guys know that, and I'm gonna talk shit. I don't care if a million people fucking like Medicare. I'm gonna shit on him. I mean, I'm gonna shit on him. His whole persona is false. His whole, his whole imagery, all that shit. The whole man with the hat and the five stars, looking like this. In reality, he's some shriveled up fucking cancer patient in a goddamn wheelchair, with some fat, greasy Asian bitch who used to send her titties around during GamerGate and let her fuck. He, she let him fuck her pussy on air on stream. During Gamergate. Now, that those are the facts and the reality of the situation. Again, I don't care. You guys know that. I never I never cared. Um, but, you know, a guy who tries to talk about, you know, morality and life ruination with his record. Terry Davis, I mentioned earlier. He literally put people in the grave. I mean... I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. And the whole Chad Medicare, that's just phony, dude. That's just not reality. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you can believe in in the in the man behind the curtain if you want, but uh reality tells us what this motherfucker looks like. Reality tells us what his horrible wife used to do. I mean, it's all there, dude. He wants to talk shit. He wants to throw bombs. Look, he's going to have more people. There's no doubt about that. But he knows everything I'm saying is true, and he hasn't refuted a single word. There's a big reason for that, because it's all true. All of it. As Han Solo would say. Grandiose plans. As you said earlier, Melissa, he likes to tap. David sent $3. Jimmy's BTFO go eat Labrador Jim. <laughs> the big problems and with twitter what would he be tackling social media can the world benefit from social media uh, in, a, in an open forum the way he wants it to be an open forum that's a huge question somebody said yeah. we already know medicare's a degenerate what's the point well i mean really no there's no point i mean i you know it's just answering what he's saying to me like i i agree with you honestly but you know what you say that and that's not actually true that's not actually true. Um, not everybody knows about that. I saw people on Twitter, like, indignantly acting like I was making that shit up. Oh, show me the proof. What do you mean, show you the proof? This shit's internet history. What do you mean? Phil, thank you. <laughs> it's fucking very well known. I mean, I fucking Google. Phil LeBeau. You bet. So, maybe he does Now, you know, he switched names, though. He used to be internet aristocrat. He switched names into Medicare. Now, the, you know... Real motherfuckers know, but a lot of these people don't even know it's the same person. The world's gone made sent three dollars. I hope he suffers in pain and I can't wait to see his homo friends cry on stream. 
Oh, you can't say things like that, even though they talk about me like that every fucking day. These fucking... Oh, dude, it'll be... <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? It'll be cryathon times a thousand. Holy shit. It'll literally be cryathon times a thousand. <laughs> we should do a telethon for Andy Worski Jr. That's what I was thinking about last night. <laughs> I need to write that down. <laughs> I need to write that down. I know you're watching, Jim, by the way. Shout out, buddy. You can come on and be a part of it if you want. We can do one for Medicare Jr., too. I don't know if you had him flush, too, or what, but we know he ain't around one way or the other. Oh, boy. <laughs> Telethon. I'm going to have one of the big phones right here. <laughs> do you think that's... Is that over the line? Is that taking it too far? Is that tastefully done or too much? <laughs> I don't know. We'll consider it. We'll consider it. We'll kick it around. We'll ruminate. We'll let it ruminate. By the way, somebody said Nick's going to be on RT News tonight. Can um, can we get a link to that? Actually, I have a link to it. Smash or pass that anchor right there. I see that being debated. All right. <laughs> My Twitter is just, this is funny as fuck. Holy fuck, it's hilarious. I always, it, honestly, I can't, I already know it's going to be like annoying as hell probably uh, interacting with that. F but also it's always funny as fuck because he literally has the dumbest fans out of anybody. Medicare has the lowest IQ fans, period. It's not even close. You would think maybe a Worski or somebody like that, but it's not close. Anonymous sent $3. Jim ain't even got content. Tequila Sunrise best daytime show since TGMS. Only way to watch the market and MSM. Can't abort. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, I, just, I don't know. I am really astonished with the dumbassery the mind space to deal with Twitter. Um, but will he actually... Yeah, I got it. Um, I got it up on Odyssey. Karen, I guess that's sort of the next question here as we sort of see the headlines about the potential Toma Bravo uh, bid. What would another bidder have to do to actually have the superior bid in this case? Okay, so we hear he's going to be on. Elon. They would have to be 55, we'll cover 20 it for sure. or more. They could match it or more. By the way, you see all hype up there on the board. He's going to be on here a week from today on the kill stream. All hype returns. I'm excited for it. See, you know what? They honestly just want to distract me from the business of the show and the every, you know, the day to day. That's their goal is to get me dragged down. I know that that's the goal, but I just can't help. Honestly, I can't help responding to them sometimes. Uh, I've gotten a little better, but like literally, it's just the, it's just so dumb. Like they're trying to make an all day story out of me talking shit and chat for five minutes. Aiden Chartsdale sent $3. If Gamergate was the 9 11 of the internet, then you versus Jim is the January 6th of the internet. Yeah, I think that's accurate, probably. I just don't, it gets, it's a little frustrating because it's like, wow, you guys took, I already know the bullshit that you got out there, right? Uh, in giant blaring letters. Okay. All right. That's one thing. But you're taking a fucking chat box commentary in five minutes and turning it into 
What exactly? Like, what is that exactly? That, that's not abnormal, is it? I don't think it is. You you turn on the stream. I saw it. I was already subbed to the guy. That's the most embarrassing admission, I guess. I should have unsubbed from him. But I saw the stream on. I go on there. He's got my stream pulled up, talking shit. I say something kind of a little barb or whatever, but it wasn't even personal. Then he just goes on the fucking diatribe about raping Ralph this and that. I mean, just like a rabid fucking out of control. And so then I start talking shit and shot. I mean, I would think that that's, that's the normal response. I mean, I could have just left without saying anything. That's true. I mean, is that me, though? No, of course not. The board can say no. The board can definitely, I think they'll put in a pill. They're allowed to say no, but what they can't do is say yes to one bidder at a lower price and no to Musk at a higher price. So they have to come in at least that much. For a private equity bidder, it just seems like a really giant equity ticket to write. You can't lever this thing up in a huge way. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, who knows? We might hear all kinds of names, but right now it's, it's Elon's to buy if he wants it. Unless the company says no, fifty-four twenty. Yeah. No. Let's say the sea of, of. Let's say the board gets the ability to put in a, a poison pill, and they say. No. Go ahead. Jade sent three dollars. Fried Labrador gave him sloppy diarrhea. No good. No good. No good. Deep fried Labrador. I bet Jay can really do something with that dog, though. I bet she could. Mm, crispy, crispy Labrador. <laughs> Potatoes all gratin. Maybe some like. For, you know, cat ears, chocolate dipped cat ears on the side, or something like that. Like, I mean, she could probably, she could probably do some things. She really could probably do some things. I don't know. Maybe, maybe if things cool down, we have a little detente here, have some type of peace conference between me and Medicare. She could come on. We could do a cooking with Jade. She could show us some of her, you know, some of her um, unique recipes, perhaps some of her canine delicacies. No, they all of a sudden Dan have this rat tail pasta. As he mentioned in chat, yeah. Those, what, those fake eggs and shit. What do they use over there? Like, really urgent God, that to come up disgusting. with something because Good the luck. only reason why we saw the stock price get goosed is because Elon Musk got involved. This is a company that a couple months ago knows that all the technological issues they have and all the issues about growth and they announced a multi-billion dollar share buyback. Okay, I'm just saying that's the management that you're dealing with here. And that was a new CEO. This wasn't Tim Cook taking over Apple 10 years ago and saying, hey, we generate so much cash, we're going to give it back. Or Sundar Pichai or Satya Nadella, who did all those sorts of things. So to me, sold to you. Okay, we got a few more clips. I'm going to send Jack Allen the link soon, too. He's supposed to come at like 9. We have RT News pulled up. Alert me if I miss it and Nick comes on. Committee members. Most of these are from CNBC. This uh, bitch here says she would vote for Elon. Taking now over. for reaction is halftime. She would vote for him taking over. For Stephanie Link, portfolio manager and chief market strategist at Hightower. We have a lot to get through, but you were a Twitter shareholder. If you were still, how would you vote in that poll? 
I well, <laughs> I mean, it's a hard question to answer, but I would vote for him taking over. They do need a lot of help, Scott. You know I've owned this in the past, but it's only been like a trading kind of a stock to me in the past because they couldn't execute. They put new products together all of last year, and yet they had engagement fall. So at this point, they need a lot of help. The problem is the CEO has only been there since November. He hasn't even had a chance to make the changes. So there's so many moving parts. It's not trading on fundamentals, but if I could get 54.20 after I have a stock at 40, roughly 45, 46, I would take the money and run. I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that, that, that you wouldn't say, you know what, it's, it's undervalued. The stock was trading at, at north of 70 bucks, and it was around this range for a while in the last year also. I'm kind of surprised that you said that. Well, I think they have a lot to do, and I think it's going to take a very long time. And you know I am all about a restructuring story, and I have patience more than most people. But I think there's so much in terms of competition on social. There's so many things they have to do. There's so many unanswered questions. And so if I mm -hmm. could get 54.20 and I owned it here, I would do it. You know why I know you have more patience than most, Stephanie Link? Because you own IBM. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I had set to say you up that. For that. Because it, <laughs> yes, you totally did. Right when I heard you say it, I was like, oh my God, I'm going there totally. Seriously. I mean, you've been waiting for yeah. the turnaround. Yeah. Today it got upgraded. Yep. They say Wait, you know, how did this Jim literally say I'm crying on stream? When did I cry on stream? How does this even how does that even come about? Does he have a clip of it? Because I'd like to see it. I've been live. This dude is such a bitch. Like, he literally is just a lying old cunt who's dying and withering away. Like, he's literally just making up shit out of thin air. Where does that come from? At what moment tonight? No, I'm serious. People watching this show, for maybe even some of you who don't like me. I'm assuming there are some. At what point tonight did I come close to crying? I don't. I don't even think. Oh my god! It, it just really is. It really is mind-boggling when a guy can just go out there and say anything, knowing half his people or more are not even watching. He can literally just say anything, and they're like, "Oh yeah." His fucking pedophile squad. Like I just, I don't even. It's just crazy. Do you want to? Do you want to come on, Jim? Is that what it is? Like I, I don't really. I wasn't. That's another thing. Like he just talks about me nonstop now, every single day. It's like, okay, do you want to? Do you want to talk? It seems like you do. Like I just. Smug sent ten dollars. They make up view counts out of thin air as well. Acts like getting more views on YouTube is some big accomplishment. Jim's going to get more views. That's, I mean, that's always going to be the case. Like, I don't, I've never argued otherwise anyway. But, I mean, he's also just going to make up bullshit, apparently. I can't, I literally can't think of any moment tonight where you could even say, like, even, like, try to falsify a tear scenario. But that's what, that's what he did on Twitter. I wonder how many tears your whore of a wife is going to cry when you die. And you know what? I honestly didn't really feel like that on that level, but you're just so decrepit and so sad at this point. It really is pathetic, dude. Like, you're just sitting there. 
just making up shit out of thin air because because you're you can't believe I had the temerity to talk shit to you. I bit my tongue for many years. You've always been a salty bitch trying to fucking throw your little fucking salt at everybody, honestly, while you try to act like you're holier than thou and your shit's too, you know, doesn't stink compared to everybody else's. You're just some catty old man who's wasting away, dying from cancer, sitting there just making up shit in your fucking anime dungeon next to your fat whore wife. No legacy, no nothing. You call it seed, call it whatever you want. I call it the fucking truth. And so do you when you close those fucking eyelids at night. Overweight at Morgan Stanley, they call it a place to hide amid macro uncertainty. Well, you know what, and it's interesting, year-to-date it actually has outperformed technology. It's only down 5%. I mean, only. It's still down. But the XLK is down 15%, right? And we know technology, many stocks are down even more than that. So it has done its defensive job. We'll have to see if they can execute next week. Yes, we are watching Nick on RT. The CEO has been there for two years. Whenever that happens, we'll we'll cut live to that for sure. I've got it pulled up already. It's time, right? And they are restructuring the company. I didn't even plan to go into this tonight. Of course, I... Whatever. I guess it's good because we started off the show hot. Let me go ahead and generate the link for Jack Allen to come in here, too. (sighs) Ralph's crying. He's seething. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right, James. Thank you. I appreciate that. appreciate that. (laughs) He should try writing screenplays. He really should. He really should. Okay, now let me generate this link. All right. Yeah, fuck it. Hey, right. Get off your chest. Switch. I said that. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Might as well. This is what I do for a living anyway. Just come out here and talk shit. But I really, this was not even on the agenda at all. It's like, dude, we got enough with the Elon Musk stuff. I was going to go through some of the Deb trial again. We got Jack Allen. He's got a couple stories he was going to talk about. Just kind of a laid back stream. Then then Medicare and Lion Brian are like, Ralph Meltdown and Shad, oh my God, oh my God. Holy shit, what a what a meltdown. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was unprecedented. It truly was unprecedented, I have to say. It really was. Alright, now where is the okay, I have to find the guest. We'll play the rest of this. I assume, I don't know if he's ready right this second or not, but uh, he was supposed to come on and nod, so probably won't be too long. Chaos Acolyte sent $3. I tried to think of someone on the internet I can't stand, and really, no one who is a stranger to me sparks any emotion. The closest thing I can think of is Tim Pool, and even he just irritates me. You definitely wouldn't see me spamming his chat. Yeah, well... You know, it's personal for Medicare, obviously. It's not just shit-talking, like he said. It's not just jokes, like he said. He's on a mission to try to just try to fuck with me every day, pretty much. Uh, And really, I mean, the answer is to not respond uh, to that sort of thing. But I just don't care at this point. You know what I mean? So I don't have any... Like, I really don't give a fuck. They've slandered me to a degree where there's just no... 
I just don't care about laying back really. Uh, now, eventually, will I do that? Maybe just be, because like there's no point at a certain at a certain point after I said a few things like whatever. But you know, I'm not. I don't care about their crowd. I'm not, I'm not worried about uh, impressing any of those guys or oh they won't come on the shows anymore. I can't say that about Jim. Jim will do this or Jim will do that. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I've never been more uncorked than I am now, period. Period, point blank. And I see a f- like RPG talking shit, I'm going to call him a f- period. I think you're a bitch. I think you're lying about my friends. I think you need to fucking burn, motherfucker. That's what I think. Am I stuttering? Is that clear enough? Bitch. That's what I fucking think of a cloud and AI kind of company, quantum computing, and that sort, even mm-hmm. blockchain, that sort of thing. So they made a ton of acquisitions. Now it has to work. This year they have to X. Chaos Acolyte sent $3. I was thinking more about the people that show up for your show every single day, but apparently hate your guts. Couldn't be me. <laughs> well, you know, it couldn't be me either. I could see checking in every once in a while. Or, you know, maybe it's like, oh, Ralph, that piece of shit. Let me see for a minute. But they obsessively Corbin watched sent it. Corbin $10, got to give Olay Jim a break. He's got a lot of time on his hands these days. It's true. Can't leave the house, you know. Remember when he gave us that sad song and dance? I do. Nick sent $3. Me Tucker is such a baby bitch. He still hasn't gotten over Mersh calling him fake cancer man. Dude, he's, he's angry, actually. He was angry about that. You know, I kind of laughed along with some of it, but it was clear. Uh, we got our guest here, and I'll introduce him in a second. I'll try to leave him out of this, so just give me a second, uh, Jack. <laughs> I'll try to leave him out of this because he has nothing to do with this. But um, it was clear that that kind of offended him on a personal level. Like, he went after Mersh, like, time and time again. Just, like, personally, too. You know what I mean? Like, not just, oh, let me answer this back, or, oh, it's just bants. No, it's not. It's not. You're trying to settle scores. Anyway, I have a lot more I could say on that. Go ahead, Adolwolf. Adolwolf sent $3. It's pretty crazy how much people who supposedly hate you talk about you nonstop. I can't imagine talking about something I hate all the time and just constantly seething about it. Seriously, I have so much going on in life. Imagine wasting it. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't really get it. Not to, like I said, I can understand hey watching to a certain like a limited degree, like you check in or whatever here or there, or you see some, you know, see a tweet or something whatever. Um, but that's not the people who like the grimy foot soldiers foot soldiers of this are like the day to day just sick fucks who actually obsess twenty four seven over people um and you know just manufacture narratives uh, like this shit yesterday, oh my God, Ralph's losing it in chats like dude, I sent maybe like ten chats period, I think, and left within ten minutes. And that becomes, oh, my God, Rage Pig Ralph. Rage Pig Ralph loses his mind. Okay, well, yeah, I guess if that qualifies. Oh, uh, schools at that time. By the way, we're waiting for Nick to come on the show on uh, RT News as well. In uh, Klimova. So there, we're really talking about indiscriminate Ukrainian shelling of Russian territory that began back when the Russian military operation began Master just uh, over a month ago. $3, Ralph. <laughs> The content of your first live event was legendary. 
The only time Jim will have a live event that alone even leave his house will be his funeral where a couple creepy internet cretins might show up. I want to see you host a party when it happens. You know what? I've thought about that. I'll catch so much shit if I do that, but I definitely have thought about that. It might be inappropriate. I don't know. I have thought about it, though. All right. Now, I wanted to finish that up, though, before I brought in my guest, Jack Allen, because he has nothing to do with any of that. Just a cool guy. I don't want to involve him with any shenanigans. All right, Jack, what's up, man? What's going on, dude? Nothing much, dude. Welcome back to the Kill Stream. Hey, thanks for having me, dude, and thanks for leaving me out of drama. Yeah, yeah, dude. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I was like, all right, let me let me finish up my thoughts here, get my takes, uh, just keep Jack out of it. If you, if any super chats come in or whatever, I'll you know I'll I'll talk oh, about it. But it's your show, dude. I got it. Yeah, well, well just, I just want to say, I still he if if something comes up later on, he's still here. I just want to be clear. He's got nothing to do with that. Just a good guy. Uh, just a good guest. Not fuck with anybody like that. So keep him out of that. Fuck with me. That's you're already going to anyway. So um, anyway, how's it been going, man? Just yeah, dude, it's been going well. How about for you? Pretty good, man. Never a dull moment uh, here in the Ralphosphere. Uh, really, really is not. Dude, you guys could have like a reality. I mean, I don't really know what, you know, I just like follow you on Twitter, but you could have like a reality show, dude. I should that's have a, one. That's an idea you should think about. I thought about it. It needs to happen. I mean, I feel like I need a reality show. Adol Wolf sent $3. You're my bro, and you know I've always got your back. You've always been cool and fair to me. Thank you, Adol. Have you always acted the way you'd want to situations? Even you'd agree you haven't, but tonight no. you've been nothing but level-headed. I don't get it. No, I mean, no, I haven't. <laughs> If you want me to answer that, um, have I always acted the the way I would want? No, I don't think anybody has though. Um, I think I think that um, my manner of my mode of operation uh, online has made it easy to caricature me, um, and uh, you know the rants and the and the fuck you and the you go low, I'll go lower, which is kind of how I've. Uh, carried myself for good reason, by the way, because um, almost to a man, almost to a woman, all these people are fake. All, almost all these people are phony. Uh, all these people who get in the public and, um, you know, moralize and tut, tut, tut are the first ones behind the scenes fucking you over, docs and doing all the dirty shit. Uh, and so I just really never, and I saw it early on. I saw it early on uh, in Gamergate, and I was just kind of exposed early to the hypocrisy. Uh, and so that's kind of how I've always operated. That that being said, it does make it easier. Um, it makes it easier to caricature, like I said. Um, because, um, and then some of the stuff where I'm going off, you know, it's like I'm going off on purpose, right? Uh, and, you know, you just get that clip pulled out. You don't see the other three hours where I'm just sitting there doing a normal show. And it's like, oh, this guy's prolapse. crazy. Queen whatever. sent yeah. $3. So look, it's the anime prolapse slave in the YouTube chat. <laughs> hey, Josh, wow. how long before your childhood friends steal the beans on your you juvenile criminal records? Oh wow! Is Flamenco in the chat? Yeah, he's got a sealed indictment, by the way, um, that we don't really know uh, what that's for. But yeah, uh, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely interested in that. 
Um, I don't know the details of it, but yeah, I do know that. Um, I didn't see him over there. I did see the, the rats scurrying a little while ago. Uh, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I regret it somewhat, but also that's just Mr. COVID pussy sent $3 Ralph. It is I, your internet daddy. Thank you. I made you cry. You little bitch. You cried because I have a poopy diaper and am scared of getting sick from fake China flu. I love anime and hanging out with my pedo bro f- go. Own cry more bitch Ralph. I know. I know. It's tough. You guys are like the peak peak of masculinity over there, I have to say. It's going to be one of those nights, Jack. I can <laughs> Well, if you want me to change the subject, what is your take on what happened in NYC with the, the, the guy that with the bomb and all that stuff? You mean the black terrorist attack in New York City? I, I would just call it a terrorist attack. <laughs> the black nationalist terrorism sweeping the nation? Uh, you know what, though? Uh, and I saw Nick say that. First thing I did was laugh. Second thing I did was, yes. That was the second thing I did because that's exactly how they try to spin it, you know, when some wild white guy goes out there and then does a little shoot him up or whatever. Um, so I do think turnabout's fair play, and the guy was a black nationalist, this and that, if you believe the story. That being said, uh, and I know you're, you know, conspiracy. Tell people your show, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's called Conspiracy or Just a Coincidence, and basically I just read books and give you an outline so you don't have to read it. So if you're interested in history, that's that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good. I'm glad we got that plug in. But I and I usually don't go uh, for the conspiracy type stuff. Um, but I don't know. This whole thing is weird. By the way, speaking of conspiracy, I see the quartering over here uh, on the Odyssey chat. Oh, boy. What is he doing? This guy. <laughs> Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. I saw a picture of you recently. You looked like Grimace. You know, the McDonald's Grimace? Like, giant like this. He had some fucking, I don't know, 7XL shirt on. So the next time you're talking about the gun, I just want you to to look in the mirror, sir. That's that's all I'll say. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll refrain from, from talking about your wife getting whored out and all that stuff, too. But um, there's a reason you hang with Ricada, is, is what I've heard. That's all I'll say, but. Um, what do you think about the conspiracy angle? There? Well, I just brought it up because if anybody, you know, if you like to read, there's an awesome book called Program to Kill, and it's by David McGowan, and he's an awesome guy. But basically, though, the point he brings up is, like, all of these, whether it's serial killers and, like, uh, mass murders and things like that, oftentimes these people have, like, a very similar background. And so I want like that similar background being like their mom was a, a prostitute. They were abused. They were, et cetera, a horrible childhood. And that's who these people. So you could either make the connection like, oh, I guess trauma makes you a serial killer or, or do these crazy things or trauma. The CIA or these these like cults and groups get a hold of you and kind of morph you into a kind of like a, a mentally unstable person. So I just was wondering. Well, what, you, know, you know, and again, I, like I said, I usually don't go in for stuff like that. But this guy was like the, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're writing a screenplay or, or you had some type of scenario and you were looking for a kook to like set up as the, as the fall guy, 
Like right. this guy was like the perfect archetype for something like that. If you go through and listen to his, I don't know if you listen to some of them. I just saw like briefly some of his stuff, but I like saw I got I got the gist from the short <laughs> clips that I saw of him. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of spooky, actually. Uh, it was like, okay, well, this dude, <laughs> this dude is fucking, uh, I don't know. And again, you know, maybe it's legit. But also, not just that aspect, he threw a smoke grenade. Yeah, dude, like a military guy. <laughs> he threw a fucking smoke grenade, shot off a bunch of rounds, shot a bunch of people, even though he didn't kill anybody, uh, so far Did as you know. Did he not kill anybody? I don't think. Maybe somebody's died since then. Okay. Yeah, I I thought I I saw I heard someone say no one died, and then I said I saw someone said like five people did. Yeah, I don't know. Since yesterday, maybe I'm not sure. Um, we can get a chat on, uh, check on that and chat. I'll check too. Um, I don't I don't think any have right. I think I would have maybe seen that today, but I didn't. I haven't double checked. Um, but you but, have all that happen, and he gets away. Well, so the, another point, like, so like this, you know, if you were, po- I mean, you've been kicked off of, so I've been kicked off of Twitter, like for not for posting anything like this, but this guy is posting crazy videos about, you know, he's openly saying stuff he's going to do and n- never gets kicked off. And that's kind of, again, like all these serial killers, like there were signs galore, dude, like hurting animals and stuff. And they would all, they would get arrested they'd let him go because they knew that they're bit They were like building these guys for bigger plants. And so I'm sure this guy, this wasn't like the first sign, you know, he didn't just like snap. I'm sure that he's been on a list and what they do is they let them go. They let them, they know they're going to do something. They let them do it. It's like catch and release type shit. Like, no, dude, yeah. it's like, uh, I think it was Henry Lee Lucas. He was in Texas, I think. And dude, he gets arrested like after, I think he killed like a, an old lady who might've been his mom and they, they he's in jail and they had this, this was in like in the nineties and they had this big push, like, Oh, let's give second chances. They're all in the, the news. Like, Oh, come, you know, like let's not be so hard on criminals. And they let him out. He goes on to kill like 18 people and they can't catch him for eight months. And then what comes after that? Everyone's like, we need to be tough on crime. And that's like what I see happening now. It's like with crime everywhere, they're letting it go to a point where everyone's like, please, I will give up my rights for safety. Bring back stop and frisk all these things to put more control on, on the populace. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, civil liberties and all that shit kind of uh, antiquated. <laughs> Uh, in some people's minds. Very unfortunate. By the way, let's turn on RT News. We'll see. Nick Fuentes is going to come on here, I think, momentarily. Meanwhile, many residential areas have been taken from the battalions, reportedly. Our team takes a look at the condition of some Mariupol apartments after the fighting, as RT's Murad Gazdiev reports. At every crossing, on every street, in every yard, the scars of battle are apparent. And today, we followed in the footsteps of Ukrainian nationalists as they turned people's homes into firing ranges. As Ukrainian troops retreated deeper into the city, they would, in every single residential building, they would break down the doors into apartments to set up new firing positions, again, drawing fire on these apartments, on themselves, leaving people with nowhere to live. 
Here's another apartment in a residential building that Ukrainian nationalists set up a firing post in all over the place, all over the place, bullets, empty shell casings, but also here a primed grenade launcher. It, it has been primed, as I said, it may have malfunctioned, but it would be uh, very dangerous to touch it or disturb it. In any case, this is a job for sappers. The higher you are, the better the view, the farther you can see and shoot, even if you have to climb over the heads of civilians. There were nationalists hiding up in the top floors over there. Snipers too. One of them shot at people walking down the street. He just kept shooting, but missed. A young woman walking by was in absolute shock. She hid in a local shop. We sat in the closet and prayed to God, because any one of those shells could have hit our apartment. We didn't understand who they were shooting at. There was no one here. No soldiers, no separatists, no Russian troops. They just kept shelling here from the factory. Everywhere you'll find magazines, unexploded shells, bullets, even grenades that failed to detonate. And occasionally the vials, syringes and peels that fueled nationalist regiments. Here is another apartment broken into by Ukrainian nationalists that are a great view out of this window and they set up uh, set up a firing position here a variety of calibers empty shell casings but also as in many places that we visited empty syringes apparently the end of a vial here uh, no idea what this was but in many of these places apartments that where they were uh, stationed where they fired from where there has there have been drugs that were seized by the Donetsk police that have cleaned up the place after them to an extent but we now know do we know when Fuentes is coming on Ukrainian nationalists are heavily dependent on amphetamines this is something we had Chaz seen in Syria to in think Iraq, they know it was ISIS fighters or Syrian rebels they, they would take these amphetamines and they could keep going without sleep, without rest, without food, uh, drink or, or, or water for days and days. We found drugs during the inspections. Captured Ukrainian soldiers admitted that they used drugs to make it easier for them to fight. The population of Mariupol was always seen as pro-Russian by Ukrainian nationalists. For years, they tried to beat and bully loyalty into the locals. Two of my friends were having a drink, and nationalists walked up to them and told them to say, Glory to Ukraine. One of them refused, so they broke his fingers. This isn't a story from the internet. This happened to my friend. Damn. But that went both ways. The civilians here never understood the fanatical habits of Azov and other nationalist battalions. They were all tattooed, and they had these rituals. They had these torch light marches over there. They also had rights. They even put up a fence, so people wouldn't see what they were up to. The end result was utter disregard for civilians among nationalists. They never saw them as equals, as fellow countrymen and women. Nicker sent three dollars. Speed will let you go without water for days. I'm gonna <laughs> have to press X on that one. Yeah, I think there is like a limit on that. 
Well, eight years ago, Kiev announced what it called an anti-terrorist operation in Donbass. This was preceded by turbulent events in Ukraine's capital, Kiev, known as the Euromaidan. Maria Finoshina looks back at the roots of the conflict. Eight years ago, Kiev announced what it called an anti-terror operation against its then easternmost regions of Donetsk and Lugansk, Ukraine's own regions. The reason? Their disobedience to Kiev's new rulers that came to power after the brutal events known as Euromaidan and the overthrow of the president. Traditionally having close ties with Russia, the area known as Donbass in eastern Ukraine accused Kiev's new authorities of Russophobia and refused to recognize them as a legitimate power. Anti-government protests raged in all major cities in the east. Kiev branded the regions separatists. When the anti-terror operation was declared, I was in Donetsk and for months later traveled all across Donbass. It was a full-scale aviation, tanks, we got the new stickers here on Cozy. and thousands of boots on the ground involved. While it was supposed to target terrorists, innocent civilians, often elderly and kids, became victims of this bloody mission. The brutal military operation against its own people burned the bridges, literally and metaphorically, for any peaceful solution between Kiev and the country's east. The tragedy in the Black Sea port of Odessa became the final straw. Eight years, the slaughter of so many civilians in the Donbass has gone almost completely unnoticed by the international community. Since April 2014, the TTS Ukrainian man. side has been shelling residential areas in Jack the two self-proclaimed republics. We're waiting on the next segment before I got into some of the other stuff, but uh, civilians we'll talk about Elon Musk some more. more. We'll talk about, uh, what else, uh, the depth trial. Uh, also, he's got a couple topics, too, uh, so we'll talk about that as well. Uh, cozy show here on Cozy.tv slash Ethan Ralph. The conflict, but that lead to Kiev always fell on deaf ears. Show the segment. The Minsk agreements were killed long before yesterday's recognition of the People's Republics of Donbass. And not by us, not by the representatives of these republics, but by the current authorities in Kiev. Ukraine's current president vowed to finally end the war, but escalations continued and hatred Thanks, also grew. The republics yeah, no, seem to have little choice but ask their big neighbor for protection. But helping them, Russia is also securing its own borders and interests. Moscow says Ukraine's strongly anti-Russia policies and its alarmingly fast militarization posed a serious threat to Russia's own national security and it was determined to do something about it. Both the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine are a compulsory component of the agreements we seek. Fifty days on, both sides have lost many lives, both military and civilian, and seem to be close to losing hope for a quick and non-military solution. Uh, the aim was to that did like, look like a pretty fucked up city there. Movement, uh, which was in eastern Ukraine, south Ukraine. 
And um, yeah, what was interesting uh, on the operation on the beginning on the 13th of April is uh, that uh, when the Security Council of Ukraine made the decision to start this anti-terror operation, um, the CIA boss was at the table, which um, is officially um, recognized. And um, so the question is, who made the decision somehow, Ukraine or USA? From the point of view of, of anti-terror operation, this was... Oh, I see Craig Mansfield over on the uh, YouTube chat. Are you still thirsting after my ex-wife? Tell her I said what's up. Fried Lab CEO percent $10 God is good. Damage control shows you are the slave. Tell her I said what's up. I got a song for I got a song for YouTube, actually. Tell her I said what's up, Craig. Xenomancer, that's what he goes by on YouTube. He is actually no joke, like a 31-year-old virgin. I told this story on air before. Me and my ex-wife used to laugh at him. He was, like, obsessed with my ex-wife. And so every once in a while, I'll see him come around and say some wild shit and chat. I got a, you know what? I got a song. Hold on. Wait. Where's, where's my song? Hold on. I got, I got something for you. By the way, we're waiting on Nick to come through. Is this going to play? Oh, wait. Ray J, Bobby Rackett. Yeah, she might move on the rappers and ball players. We all know I hate it first. Oh, I'm damn. in the club and bop a show. It's tough. And I don't even put in words. I hit it, I hit it, I hit it, I hit it. A little Ray J action here on the kill stream. I hit it, 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 I hit it first. I didn't even remember the lyrics to this. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy fuck, Jack, that song. I never heard it, dude. It looks like a wild music video, though. Holy shit, I forgot, man. That thing goes hard. That's what she said. All right, now. All right, Michael Scott. Nice. <laughs> anyway, Craig, what's up, brother? I know it's tough. I know it's tough. Speaking of the the forty year old virgin, Michael Scott. Well, uh, Steve Carell. We'll see if you make it there. I think you're on track for that, though. I really do. He was getting finessed by some bitch down in South America, which I thought was. Insane. Uh, and like this, she was supposed to move in with him, you know what I mean? And um, he was going to like finance her way to the United States. And yeah, uh, dude, this is like I said, this is like a real. I know none of these names, but it's like, a, it seems like a reality show. Uh, by the way, somebody just messaged me and said Andy Dick and Gucci's are a thing now. What in the. Of course they are. Of course they are. I never would have guessed that. In all honesty, I never would have guessed that, truthfully. But uh, anyway. And we need to develop military cooperation similar to what NATO does in Europe.
Anyway, Craig, if you need tips, if you need tips, brother, just let me know. Um, you know, I got the hidden cheat code. Influence substitution. The word sanctions has so. become part. Of- All right, now. Anyway, what were you going to talk about? The CIA and drugs, I think. Yeah, I mean, for what's you, what do you think? We can stay with Ukraine. What do you think uh, is going on in Ukraine? What is a, a regular guy like you think? What's what's going on? I think I want Putin to take Kiev. Do you think they want Putin to take Kiev? I mean, do they want Putin to take Kiev? I don't think they want it. Um, I you know I think I want it just to see people <laughs> get pissed off. Oh, by the way, DD12, thank you, man. That didn't ding for some reason, but it popped up uh, on the alerts. I'll, I'll check that. Thank you for that. I think there. it's all a show, dude. I think both sides are being fun. It, it, every war has been planned since Ralph World War One. I, I, I like couldn't even tell you what's going on because it's all lame. It's all fake. The fighting's maybe real, but the whole premise is 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 it's like some Vince McMahon shit. What's that? Like some Vince McMahon shit. Yeah, dude, I mean, dude, like uh, it's real fighting, Wall, but somebody setting up the matches. Funded the Bolshevik Revolution. Wall Street funded Hitler's rise to power. Wall Street funded the Soviet Union while we're fighting them. Like, so just going by pattern alone. So this, oh, this war, this war. No, no, no. They actually dislike each other. I'm sure. I'm sure that's the case. So you think it's a work to use a wrestling term like a, a phony? Yeah, Spectacle. dude. Like I said, like literally Wall Street, that's how Hitler got his power. They they funded him. And the Bolsheviks was the same thing. Uh Harriman family, they were like, you know, the a big train family or something. That guy was like the US ambassador to the Soviet Union. Meanwhile, he's writing loans and giving technology to the Soviets. Then he'd come back and say, Guys, they're building up their military. We gotta build up our military. They're going crazy. But they were only being able to fund their military because of Wall Street and him and his family. It's just like it doesn't make any sense, you know. Now, um, you know, I don't know. See, I'm I'm not inclined to actually go down the conspiracy route. There's just some things lately, like the thing in New York, some stuff here. There was another, I can't remember, attack or event where I was just like, mm, I can't remember what it was now. Fuck, which one was that? I don't know. They all run together. But the one in New York, I was especially like, man, this just seems... How the fuck did this dude pull some fucking ninja shit well, in the again, middle of New York dude, City? Every camera, I mean, and but so like, I try to like not. I'm but wars to, like, and stuff, I don't know. Like that's, I don't know. I know a lot of people in chat probably agree with you. But anyway, finish your thought there. Sorry. No, I was saying like I try not to be too crazy. Like I'm not saying like you know there's reptiles in the moon, but like the fact. Is, so it's either government incompetence with the New York guy that these cameras were out. Like there could be maybe tons of cameras out, but it's just this. Like, I think they're honestly trying to make us feel insane because, like, Epstein, that other guy, their cameras are broken. Like, it's 2022, dude. I, you know, I have a cameras in my house, and they never not work, right? Like, and they're, like, $20 cameras. Now, let me see here. Let me check in and see what they're talking about. I don't think... I don't think uh, this is Nick's segment or not. Now, do we know if he's coming on live, by the way? Uh... I don't know, but maybe somebody in chat. I think it must be recorded, right? I mean, um, at least seemingly uh, it's recorded. I'm not sure. Uh, All right, let me see here. Uh, I'm going to play an Elon Musk video, too. What do you think? You know what? Let me ask you about that because we did a little bit on that uh, earlier in the show. We did, I don't know, a couple, two or three hours or more uh, on the Tequila Sunrise 
uh, where he addressed the TED Talk for about mm-hmm. an hour, et cetera. Uh, what do you think about Elon Musk on Twitter? Is that a conspiracy? Dude, uh, I wish I would love a good guy. I'd love somebody that's like coming for our civil liberties, like we were just talking about, but they don't exist, in my opinion. Like, they haven't, we have not gotten a, a win for the people, the betterment of Americans in a hundred years. Like, so this billionaire who has a fake backstory, like he's like this rags to riches. His dad owned Emerald mines in South, South Africa. You know, like this guy isn't just some, you know, heart pulled up his bootstraps kind of guy. So, but he cares about me. He cares about me, my free speech. I would love if that was true. I would love to be wrong, but I don't think I'm. You're wrong. saying that doesn't make sense. Some emerald mine scion. Yeah, he was very wealthy. His whole family. Yes, was dude. Up. Yeah, and the emerald mines, all those things in South Africa, they all came from Cecil Rhodes and the the English elite, you know, predator class, um, the Rothschilds, all these groups like that. So the fact that he comes from this area that was created. Um, I, I just like I really struggle to believe that he cares about me. He cares that I don't get banned on Twitter. No. Now that is the very cynical take, and maybe we'll take some calls here uh, later in the show too. And I'll fire up uh, the Telegram. I guess I could do that now. Uh, let me see. We'll start the live stream here. If people want to call in, uh, we can talk about some of this stuff. Musk. We can talk about Ukraine. Any conspiracy you want really doesn't matter. Uh, we're also waiting on Nick Fuentes to come on live on RT News here, which I think one of the few places you can see it is Odyssey. By the way, my camera fucked up. I'll fix that. Um, one, one of the few places you can see it is Odyssey, right? Um, on most cable systems, it's taken down. On YouTube, it's taken down. Um, I really... Is there another place you can see it other than Odyssey? I don't know. Maybe. I think maybe they have a Telegram channel or two, perhaps, but uh, it's it's pretty – it's not easy to see. Let's put it that way. Um, and so I don't know. Maybe somebody in chat could uh, correct me but uh, if there is another outlet, but I think Odyssey, maybe one or two others, uh, pretty much it uh, as far as RT News goes, broadcasts go. Uh, now let's see. Oh, we never did play uh, – we played some of this. I'm just going to skip that. Where that chick said she would vote for Elon Musk or whatever. Uh, she's not part of Twitter anyway. It's just some random, like, investor or whatever. Now, this guy says 54 shares too cheap. Software company Box announcing a new collaboration tool for its customers this week. It's called Canvas. It's a way to allow hybrid work teams to collaborate from anywhere. The product will be rolled out later this year. Box shares are a little bit lower today, but they've had a strong run lately at more than 20%. What the fuck is that? In the past month. Joining us now to discuss is Box CEO Aaron Levy. Aaron, thanks for joining me. Obviously, we'll get to the prize announcement, but but because of the news of the day, and I know you're following it very carefully on Twitter, where it is unfolding about Twitter, the Elon Musk bid. Do you think yeah. this company should take the deal? You, you're an avid tweeter. Uh, this is just my luck. I wanted to talk about Canvas, but uh, Elon had to go uh, blow she a smash with, uh, with, with a, an SEC filing. So. Um, I, you know, Elon Musk is, you know, obviously one of the top entrepreneurs of all time, uh, one of the greatest innovators of all time. 
Um, I, I do believe that, that, you know, $54 a share is probably too cheap for, for Twitter. Um, you know, his particular take uh, seems to be one about free speech and, and censorship online. Um, but that does not necessarily mean that that is the best path for monetization and building durable value at, at Twitter. And so I think the comparison would be um, alternative paths that would actually generate more value uh, for the company over the near and long run. So that will be the you know question for the Twitter board. Um, but uh, but it's certainly a lot of chaotic energy going on in the Internet right now. And uh, it's good just to be on the sidelines of that one. Well, and, and the markets as well. So, so you you mentioned the free speech aspect. Oh, really? Sort of interesting that that's what he wants. Okay. You know, he's someone very familiar with this product and with clear views about its value. Well, PM Easter, you mean midnight? Should res- restrict speech or hate speech? And who is that in the background, uh, Jack? Are they doing hootie who? What is that in the background? Hootie who? What is that in the background? Like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Well, it's not coming from my my area. That's so not you I doing no that, idea, right? Dude. Just to double check. Okay. Make sure. Areas where they've had to crack down, especially in this kind of regulatory environment. They're saying 12 a.m. on YouTube. I don't know if that's the case. It's an incredibly tricky yeah. topic, and it's uh, it's one reason why very few people probably want to run social media companies. Uh, you know, these days, these are uh, challenging decisions that that I don't believe that that you know there's a very clear answer for. What you do want is be, being able to build safe platforms where people feel like. Uh, they can communicate and not be harassed um, and that, that there's no threats of violence and other types of issues. Uh, and at the same time, people want to be able to freely share their, their thoughts on different topics going on. And, and that's, uh, that's always a, uh, an important balance to find when you're, when you're running one of these social media platforms. And it's not, not clear to me that, that, you know, there's a much better way to do it than, uh, than, than some of what we've seen from YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. There's another angle that I just wanted to ask you about, and that is during your proxy fight with Starboard, when you were defending your company and ultimately prevailed, you had KKR come in with with some financing and advisory work to help defend the company. They've got Silver Lake on their board, Twitter, that is. Is is that something that you could see happening here, either through advisory or financing work, help that company defend itself against Musk? Um, You know, this is what what the Musk situation is probably. uh, By the way, uh, since the news came out. I have some tweets from Elon Musk where he's trolling the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I don't know if you saw that. So during the show earlier, I guess Prince Ben Talawid or whatever, he had a falling out with the royal family and I think was held hostage basically for a few months too a couple years ago. But that's a different story. They let him loose anyway. I think they renegotiated his contract or some shit. This guy? No, no, no. Nah. Prince Talweed. Anyway, Prince Talweed came out earlier and said, uh, I don't support what you're doing, Elon. He owns a bunch of shares. And I guess the Kingdom a Hedge Fund or whatever. The, Saudi Arabia has their own wealth fund. Oh, yes, yeah. These, yeah. these Saudi countries, these uh, Arab countries have their own sovereign wealth funds is what they're called. Anyway, uh, Damn, so he dude. came out and said he was speaking on behalf of the sovereign wealth fund too. And so Elon... <laughs> Elon went on Twitter and said, interesting, just to hear, first off, let me read that quote from uh, Prince Tal- uh, Talal or whatever. <clears throat> I don't believe that the proposed offer by Elon Musk comes close to the intrinsic value of Twitter given its growth prospects. Bring one of the largest, being one of the largest and long-term shareholders of Twitter, Kingdom, KHC, and I reject this offer. That's Kingdom Holding <laughs> Company. Dude, and... That alone is like bullshit as well, because I like the last time I checked only like three or four months ago, Twitter has never been profitable for more than like two quarters. Like, you know, the way they run these social, they're not for profit. They're funded to, 
shape public opinion to manipulate. That's in my opinion, but how can you run a, a company if you always lose money for the past, since you started like where they're not getting more members by kicking people off, you know? Yeah. And plus it's just stale. Honestly, Elon buying the company would just inject a lot of fucking vigor into it. I mean, yeah, you're right now. Absolutely. Elon says this interesting. This is his response on Twitter. Interesting. Just two questions. If I may, how much of Twitter does the kingdom own directly and indirectly? That's his first question. The second question is, what are the kingdom's views on journalistic freedom of speech? Now, if you know your recent history, you'll know that the kingdom, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, somewhat infamously had a journalist murdered, beheaded, and cut up into little pieces in their embassy in Istanbul within the last three or four years, Jamal yes. Khashoggi. Um, <laughs> photographic evidence, I think, of that exists. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking they're probably not too high on journalistic freedom of speech. Actually, is what I'm. Thinking. I think that's a fair guess. Yeah, they Pretty have fair. they have very strong views <laughs> on uh, journalistic freedom of speech. Then this guy, which I didn't even I didn't remember this. Alex Moreno goes, "Hey Elon, don't forget about this doozy," and it's from three years ago. Former Twitter employees charged with spying for Saudi Arabia. Wow, dude, now that's wild. Dude, I didn't even remember. I might have missed this even. I don't remember this. Ali Al-Zabara, who was an engineer who rose through the ranks at Twitter to a job that gave him access to personal information and account data of the social media services, millions of users. Always good. Always good. Nice. Ahmad Abu Mamo, Abu Amo, whatever, was a media partnerships manager at the company who could see the email addresses and phone numbers of Twitter accounts. On Wednesday, on Wednesday, the Justice Department accused the two men of using their positions and their access to Twitter's internal systems to aid Saudi Arabia by obtaining information on American citizens and Saudi dissidents who opposed the policies of the kingdom and its leaders. The two men, Mr. Al-Zabara and Mr. Abu Amo, were charged with acting as agents of a foreign power inside the United States in the first complaint of its kind involving Saudis in the country. The case raised questions about the security of American technology companies already under scrutiny for spreading disinformation and influencing oh yeah and influencing public opinion, showing that these firms can be penetrated from the inside as well. It also underscored the broad effort that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman Solomon, whatever, of Saudi Arabia, they call him MBS, uh, of Saudi Arabia and his close advisors, uh, how they have conducted uh, to silence critics both inside the kingdom and abroad. Jamal Khashoggi, a columnist for the Washington Post who was critical of the way Saudi Arabia is run, was murdered last year by Saudi agents in Istanbul. Damn, dude. As part of Saudi's uh, campaign, its operatives have been active online. I know another Middle Eastern country follows a similar similar path there. Saudi operatives have also used Twitter to harass critics. Twitter has been a popular platform for news in the kingdom since the Arab Spring uprisings began in 2010. Elon responded to this with a... (laughs) With an emoji, with a magnifying glass emoji. Have a closer look here. What do we have here? Well, isn't that's like the other question too. So Elon, okay, he he's 
you know, out of the kindness of his heart and caring for the First Amendment, he buys Twitter. Well, what is he going to do in all these nations like Saudi Arabia that have super strict, even more strict than our censorship rules or whatever, you know, no, no free speech. What is, is he going to abide by there? Like, what is he going to do? You know, like, I, that's why I also just think this is a, a they're trying to create like a, the new right savior kind of guy in Elon. They're switching it from Donald to Elon Musk or whoever they pick. So all of us lowly plebes can say like, oh, he, they care about me. They want the best. Oh, we're going to support him, you know? All right. Now let's see. Are they saying 11 central? That is 12 a.m. Anyway, let me finish this video. I'll go back a little bit so we can catch some context there. Uh, at the same time, people want to be able to freely share their their thoughts on different topics going on, and, and that's uh, that's always a uh, an important balance to. Find. Oh, and let me undo. Is Power Chat off? I'm sorry, I didn't know it was off, dude. My fault. If I missed anything, then uh, blame me. Oh, we did miss several. Oh boy, that's okay. We'll catch back up. Uh, did this one not post? Fried Lab CEO percent ten dollars. God is good. Damage control shows you are the slave. I don't think that one played, did it? I can't remember. Did this play? I can't remember. Chat, tell me. I know one of them played. Did play? Chaos Acolyte sent $3 fucking howler monkeys got into the studio again. <laughs> Neon Nicker sent $3 to be perfectly fair. There's a lot of journalists that need a visit from the kingdom these days. They could have been more discreet well, about it, Well, the though. discreet was could have definitely been stepped up. By the way, DD12, thank you for this and for killstream.live. DD12 sent $10. Thank you, DD. DD12 sent $10. Twice for some reason. But... Joey Jojo sent $3. 10% of users make 80% of tweets. Twitter is a fake company, produces nothing, sells nothing. It's a dead platform, just a few retards and corporations screeching at each other. No offense, Ralph. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> when you're when you're running one of these social media platforms, and it's not not clear to me that that you know there's a much better way to do it than uh, than than some of what we've seen from YouTube. Go ahead. Avon Chartsdale sent three dollars. Not sure about his holding company, but this dude's position was liquidated in 2019. Oh, you're talking about Prince Talal or whatever? Yeah, it turns out he was kind of misrepresenting some shit too. But I think the holding company might have some. I don't know how much, though. In Twitter, um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out. There's another angle that I just wanted to ask you about, and that is during your proxy fight with Starboard, when you were defending your company and ultimately prevailed, you had KKR come in with, with some financing and advisory work to help defend the company. They've got Silver Lake on their board, Twitter, that is. Is, is that something that you could see happening here, either through advisory what or is financing that noise? work, help that company defend itself against Musk? <laughs> Um, you know, th this is what, what the Musk situation is probably uh, so um, unprecedented, uh, just in the in the sense of of the, the type of takeover approach. It's not it's not clear that this is uh, you know sort of a um, uh, exactly like an activist coming in as much as a, a sort of a one time offer for the company. 
Um, and, uh, and obviously Twitter will have to make the case for why, you know, they have a better path, more than $54 a share, but whether that requires another bidder or another. Good. Neon Nicker sent $10. Somebody shoot that monkey. Not now, wait even a being racist right now. That's a Siaman given hooting like a retard on crack. Oh, you mean the guy in the background yelling? Now. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, you mean the guy yelling in the background? You know what? I'm going to still disavow shooting him, but by God, it really is fucking annoying, and I don't understand what the fuck's going on. It's an actual monkey man, isn't it? Who is that, dude? I don't know. <laughs> what do you know about this? Conspiracy or... <laughs> Dude, maybe they're trying to like uh, brainwash us or something. I don't, I don't know how they. What is, what is in this studio? Dude, this is not cool. <laughs> this does sound like the guy in the studio. Though. Ooh. By the way, gameplay says question for Jack: Is Christianity a Jewish conspiracy? Yeah, I saw him. I listened to Adam. You know, I disagree with with Adams, uh, but he's researched way more than that. And I would never be able to defend. I'm a Christian, so I'd never be able to defend my position. But I so I think that I think that's incorrect. Like my example would be if it's this scam, it's the only religion that is allowed to be picked on and degraded and you can mock it. Um, It's just odd if that's just a, a fabrication. Why? It's the one that is picked on, for lack of a better word, uh, if you will. All right, now let's play this. This is about the poison pill. We're looking on the debt trial stuff, too. We are going to, I mean, we usually go till midnight anyway. If we end up going till midnight, we'll go ahead and play that uh, whenever it comes on. And if it comes on before then, let me know uh, if I'm missing it. Uh, the Nick appearance on RT News. Uh, but we also got to check out the debt trial. I think there's there's something else. I wanted to check out, but I can't remember now. Anyway, let me play this. this it? Mark Mahaney, I, I've counted four analysts, your, your colleagues or competitors that have downgraded Twitter stock today, largely on this idea that Twitter's going to say no. Musk is Winston said, who is this Jack Allen man that Ralph is talking to? Who are you? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a lowly podcaster who uh, likes history and conspiracies. Conspiracy or just a coincidence. Two plugs. All right. Nice. Very good. Sell his shares, and then the fundamentals come into play, and they're not looking that great with, with all the macro headwinds around the advertising business. What's your take? I, I think you just nailed it, uh, Sarah. I think that's uh, exactly my take, and I think that's the market's take here, too. This looks like a public good initiative, not a public markets initiative. In other words, out, out of total respect for for, Mr., for Elon Musk, you know, it seems like what he wants to do is run it as a um, absolutist, you know, f- uh, you know, free speech uh, platform. He's on the side of the angels in my book on that, but the devil's in the details. If I didn't screw up that analogy, and uh, you know, for uh, for shareholders, you know, we're, what are the ideas that are going to expand the value, the cash flow of this business, a subscription model? We've done a lot of survey work on this. I think about ten percent, maybe of Twitter users who really want a subscription business. And you run the numbers on that. You're talking about half a billion in revenue versus the three to four billion in revenue that they're doing through advertising. So look, the advertising model works. There's a lot of changes that need to be uh, done 
to improve Twitter to create more value there. I haven't heard it yet from Musk. Oh, Winston said he just subbed to your channel. Very Have cool. you heard it from current oh, management? Awesome. Oh, put a link to your or exactly. send me a link to your channel on Twitter, and I'll put it in the chat. This whole oh, thing yeah. cast them in a, in a very good light. Go ahead, Super Chat. Sad and cold, Alexander sent three dollars. Daddy, you, why I don't you love? Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. I, I uh, don't really understand the mentality of giving me money but to troll me, but uh, please continue to do so. So in all fairness, you know, you do have a new CEO. I don't think he's yet, and I'll give him six months to, to come out with what his new strategy is. The company did take the first step in that process in acknowledging that they have a problem, that they have not been quick enough at product development, both on the user side on the, and on the advertiser side. So that's where I think the innovation has to go, and I think it has to speed up. They need to be able to better tap into the fastest growing element of internet advertising, which is performance marketing dollars. Twitter has been a brand advertising medium, not a performance marketing medium. If you want to grow faster Twitter, you got to develop performance marketing tools, and they haven't done it well enough yet. That's what they need to do. So this is right now a sideshow for what I think the real uh, fundamental changes that need to happen at Twitter should be. What is the stock worth to you, quickly? It's at 45 bucks right now. Oh, you know, this um, the, the pitch, by the way, that, that uh, Musk is giving that you know, 54 bucks or something with the pot number in there, the 5420, the 420 crowd. 420, that, that yes. Number is, yes, yes, yes. That's uh, that's one of my San Rafael neighbors here. Uh, that's um, uh, that, that's where it comes from. That's uh, that's like six to seven times, you know, EV to sales or price to sales. That's the average of the multiple over the last three years. So if you're a shareholder, it's like, well, where's my big premium? Where's my big bid? I think that's part of the problem a little bit with uh, with the Musk offer in all respects. That, I think that's part of the problem with the offer. All right. Now I'm putting your links uh, in the chats here. Oh, thanks, dude. Then we're going Odyssey, Cozy, and I'll put the YouTube over here too. Let's see. Let me, I think we have one more, believe it or not, Elon video from Fox Business after all that CNBC show. And on Musk Twitter takeover is Sean Duffy, former Wisconsin congressman and Fox News contributor. John Tamney, my old buddy John. Good to see you, John. Freedom Works vice president and author of a great book called... Go ahead. Anonymous sent $3. The woo-woo often traders on the floor trolling the <laughs> Maybe it actually is, the yeah. Politicians panicked. Well, John, let me start with you because a lot of politicians have been panicking over the past couple of days with the thought of Elon taking over because they thought that Twitter was going to be on their side, which was more of a status side. Uh, it, it looks as though there may be efforts by some of those politicians to try to prevent Elon from taking over. Uh, Charlie Gasparino has, has been talking to some sources saying there, there could be an SEC Justice Department joint investigation. Hi, Flam sent $3 when we playing Rust. I'm tired of this shit content of watching Fox News. Yeah, we're not playing Rust ever. <laughs> Fisherman sent $10. I wonder if it would be legal for Elon to tweet that he is selling his shares. Watch the stock plummet and then buy Twitter at a discount. I wouldn't yeah, you know what? I was talking about this last night. And I actually think that there are some... Damn, that was like the longest 60 seconds. All right, let me play this. Of his past actions, maybe some of that motivated by these politicians who don't like him. What do you make of all this? 
Um, I'm not surprised, but I was also surprised that he made the initial investment in the first place. Uh, Elon Musk is not a passive investor. He doesn't transform existing companies. He's an entrepreneur who takes us in all new directions, in directions that we never imagined that when we're thinking about, we're scratching our heads. And so his latest move actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah. He would never buy Twitter just to give us more free speech. Uh, it's obvious that he would buy it and take it private because he wants to take it to a place that no one's ever imagined, that, that, that markets would be so surprised by that it'd probably be dangerous to have the shares publicly traded at the time. And so better to take it private while he thoroughly transforms it. And, you know, just sticking with a you for a second, transformation. John, I mean, you've been focusing on be uh, when, when talking about politicians complain about Twitter and other <laughs> social media companies that the government shouldn't get involved. This should be handled by the private sector. It seems that that's what's beginning to happen. That's a, that's a positive development, I think, don't you? It's hugely positive, and when are we going to learn this lesson? We keep saying that, well, social media is not fair to us. It's not fair to a certain point of view. But as we see with, with technology right now, the frontier of it changes all the time. The powers that be change all the time. Not too many years ago, Elon Musk wasn't taken very seriously. Now he is taken more seriously right. than anyone. And so if you sit back and allow people, allow capital to flow, invariably the change takes place that changes the team yes. picture at the top. I think, I think that's a great point. I, I really think that's what's happening here. I think it's a positive development, Sean. And just to, to review what it is about the way Twitter is run that Elon doesn't like, I'm going to quote the current CEO. He took over in the fall, in, in late fall, Parag Agrawal. I always mispronounce his name. Forgive me for doing that. But I'm going to quote him now about the First Amendment. He said, quote, our role is not to be bound by the First Amendment, but our role is to serve a healthy public conversation and our moves are reflective of things that we believe lead to healthier public conversation. The kinds of things that we do about this is focus less on thinking about free speech, but thinking about how times have changed. Now, that includes things like censoring uh, politicians, censoring New York Post story on, on Hunter's laptop, et cetera. And I think that Elon sees a better way to make money. In fact, their stock, even though it's 40, 45 or so right now, it went down to 31 uh, once this guy took over because he, he just wasn't as open-minded as his predecessor. Yeah, but I think it's interesting. You look at Democrats. I mean, they're they're big global warmingists. They love the Green New Deal. And so Elon global warmingists. I don't think I've ever heard that actually. That's I like it, well. but I just haven't heard Elon it. Musk, as we make this transition to electrifying autos, the owner of Tesla, the left loves him for that. But here he comes to Twitter and says, "I'm going to transform Twitter and bring free speech back to this platform," and they absolutely lose their minds because they can't have a public debate. They don't want to get into the arena and talk about ideas and see who wins. The Shout out to Dalton! I love seeing the boy killing it. Shut down the opposition, and that's why you see killing the game, baby. About, about Let's go. Anonymous sent three dollars. Who the fuck appointed wow. Samir Dixit as the arbiter of speech? This SOB needs the boot ASAP. I really don't like the Twitter CEO. And it's many reasons. I'm, it's just, it's not even because he's Indian, but I think he's, he seems like he's got a chip on his shoulder because he's Indian, dude. You know what I mean? Like he's in here and he's trying to differentiate, differentiate himself from the white man founder. And I've even like seen him say stuff kind of like that in that. Not that exactly, but you know what I mean? That makes me think he thinks like that about well, I, himself. I remember when Jack was leaving, everyone was like, yes, new CEO. Like, and I, yeah. I, 
a lot, I think most of us that have been like dealing with censorship knew, know that definitely not, it's going to get worse. And it got immediately worse. Well, and by the way, for all the shit uh, that we gave Jack Dorsey, uh, much of it rightfully earned, I yeah, still absolutely. like Jack Dorsey, honestly. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know, dude, right? He's, I think, I don't know. I, in my mind, it seems, he seems pretty libertarian. Not that that's like a great thing, but, you know, he seems like he believes in libertarian values. I think that's probably, he probably left because he was Neon being driving crazy. Dollars, all that so. cloud being CEO of Twitter. And still can't get no bobs and wargaming. <laughs> Why even live? Yeah, I don't know. It just, um, it, it just, I, and again, he got shit, but he, he kind of got bullied into where he was at Twitter. And it was kind of him stopping the floodgates, right? Uh, yeah. Where it did, only went so far. Yeah, they took some of our favorites down for sure. We're here on Nick Fuentes' platform, him for one. Alex Jones, Milo, all those people. So many, yeah. Right, we can name a ton. Um, but still, uh, he kind of held it back to a certain degree. Uh, yeah. There are still people on there who aren't available on other social networks. Uh, and you know totally he didn't true. really want to censor it. Honestly, they waited for years and resisted all this pressure until it just kind of got to be too much. Um, who was the first big person? That, see, I like... I was a drug addict for 10 years. So I only joined Twitter like two years ago. Who was the first person, that big guy that got kicked off? Um, I get, so, I mean, I would say Milo would be the, probably the biggest guy who got kicked off first. Okay. Right. I don't know. I guess angling got kicked off before that. There were a couple of people maybe before that, but I would say it's Milo. And that's like 2016 era. Yeah. Milo got kicked off and, 2016, I think, yeah, or hmm. right after maybe. I'd have to look at the date. Um, no, it might have been even before the election. It seems like that was early in 2016. Okay. I don't know. I'd have to double check the dates. It's on the com. You can definitely go read about it there. <laughs> I like to write about all that shit all the time. McGinnis was banned too. Yeah, he was a pretty early one too. That's true. Um, Chuck Johnson. Actually, I think might have predated them both. Um, and he got banned for saying something about um, he was t uh, he put a bounty on DeRay, basically. Oh, I got my him. God. But, but not to hurt him, but it was to, like, get information about him. And it was clearly <laughs> to get information, but they turned it into, oh, this is a threat type thing. Right. And so they kicked him off. Uh, but it really wasn't. It really wasn't a threat. <laughs> Um, all right, we'll get back to that stuff. Let me finish this video. Elon Musk, and I, I think whether it's the employees of Twitter, whether it's Democrats or other really wealthy, rich liberals, they're going to try to stop this as best they can. And I don't know that I agree with you and John. I do think there's a role for government. If you, if you can't participate in the public square because you have liberals who will keep you out of the public square, I'm all about innovation. But at some point, we have to have a dialogue and a conversation in the country. And you can't go down to the t actually, actually the town square and get on a soapbox and start to talk. No one hears you. That worked 200 years ago. It doesn't today. It's on Twitter and Facebook and other uh, social media platforms. And so if, if we don't get some diversity of thought and conversation on the platforms, I think government does have yeah, to be involved Sean, to mandate Sean, right that. Right now, we're talking about we're talking about how they're trying to prevent Elon Musk, a private sector operator, doing the private. Chad, do we think Elon is going to take this? By the way, press E if Elon is going to take Twitter. Press N for no if he's not going to get it. E's or N's? E's for Elon wins. 
ends for well i usually post ends anyway thing by trying to buy out the company how they're i'm sure you know how washington works you were a congressman for a while or you know that the congressional staffers right now are going through all of elon's records looking for any possible violations sec violation or justice department violation that that they yeah. could use to try to prevent him to use the power of the government to prevent what's going on with twitter i i, I just think that that's the biggest danger that we have they, the, but they feel threatened by Elon Musk getting involved. And again, I do think that these these principles of free speech have to extend to the public square. And if they don't, I think Congress has to be involved. I don't think the Congress will be involved until after November when Republicans who do believe in free speech that are confronted, whether on TV or town halls, wherever they go, they get asked hard questions. Democrats get a pass all the time. We want to have a debate. Go ahead. Stop sweeping the chat, Kaz, that three dollars high flamin glad you are not melting down ralph thank you i appreciate that who is sweeping is kaz doing a little sweeping i hope so and if and and and, and again we want to have these platforms um embrace that and it, just to to think about how far democrats and liberals will go to shut down elon musk it shows you how opposed yeah. they are to free speech and but to John, debate. But, John, I'm sure you have a response to, to what Sean was saying about the role of the government in protecting free speech in the private sector. Go ahead. Yeah, Sean's reply presumes that Twitter and Google and Facebook are the frontier of technology and also free speech. But as we know from history, they're not. Uh, what were the two most powerful Internet companies in the year 2000? Yahoo and AOL. Have you heard about them much lately? <laughs> to presume that three, four, five, ten years from now that Facebook, Google and Twitter will be the frontier of, of how we communicate is laughable. And I think that's the point of Elon Musk's investment. We're, we're focused on on free speech and no doubt he's a free speech absolutist but guaranteed he is not making an investment like this to give me the right to talk about the coronavirus on Twitter he is looking to transform how we view speech how we do it how we communicate all together so I think again to focus on little things like this and say oh it's not fair conservatives aren't treated well no 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 no, no. private property is what's important because when it's allowed to reach valuations when mm -hmm. investors are able to come in they are able to to, to transform how we communicate in the first place don't but john how is that now. how is that focus on the future how has that worked for us what it's like you know back in the 20s and 30s shutting down radio to you know one side of speech or then tv shutting that down to speech it would have completely transformed the way americans americans think about policy and issues but sean but because we, we did shut down free sean we did shut down free speech on the media when we had that fairness law that that i believe it was ronald reagan who got rid of that so we did have government try to shut down free speech and and they had a lot of effect not like doing david it. david not you like you're this, gonna get more not like not like Facebook you're just Twitter. It was Not it was pretty bad, but let me let me just end because I think there's a positive note here because what what Elon Musk has done is essentially put himself in a, in a no lose position. That is to say, even if he is unable to buy up Twitter, if the, if he's prevented somehow from doing it, it will remain in the hands of a very censorious, a very censure prone administration or management, and there will be a greater space for an alternative, a viable alternative to yeah, Twitter. Like Don't you agree? Would you both? Like, agree parlor, to that? Yes. like like parlor when when Amazon
Amazon shuts their, their servers down and, and Google and, and Apple shut down the app on their platforms. I mean, there's a huge amount of power that's consolidated right now. So even Parler that presumes that this is the frontier for technology. But as we know from history, it never is. Pantsy sent me a link to state, something. What is that? Where it is now. Rest assured, it will be wiped off the map by free markets. Just Andy Keep Dick meets Gucci. Oh, my God. Want to limit speech. Well, yeah. I, John, I don't presume that at all. I know we're, we're going to innovate and create, and this there'll be new platforms. But I think the idea of free speech, when this is the public debate stage, has to be guaranteed for all Americans. Otherwise, I think our democracy is in jeopardy. Final word, I would John. not want to go through the government. I would not want to go through the government for that. For all the reasons okay. that David described, what you need is capital if you want free speech. By the that way, would you, would you both agree that, that Section 230 needs some kind of amendment or some kind of change in it? Because clearly an operation like Twitter is not acting like the open pipeline. It's acting more like a censorious editor than it is like the open pipeline that Section 230 presumes. I just wish the government would stop acting in the first place. Six, Section 230 happened, what, in the 1990s before right. Twitter even existed. Right. Just let markets be free and So get rid of 230, ways. right, John? Well, just, just get, how about just politicians don't do anything, in which case capital will find interesting innovators who will okay. make Twitter yesterday's news I'm, on their I'm own. I'm getting around, but on. Sean, would you agree we should get rid of 230? I, I, I do, and I wish, I wish the market would work here, but you have so much power consolidated in these monopolies. Um, it's not going to work in the That's why we know involved. it's working. Gentlemen, a great debate. Uh, we thank you both for being here. We are not censorious. We agree to have both sides represented here. Thank you very much, guys. Good to see you. All right, now, dude. But all I just—it's so frustrating. Why? I mean, I don't watch the news, but just all that stuff, like the free market, dude. The free mar market hasn't been free since like 1880, dude. I just hate. I don't. I cannot stand the MSM. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt you. Yeah, there's never really been a free market. Uh, no, dude. Never, never. Even Elon, he he didn't build his company off. He built it off. Tax, uh, whatever those are called, re, re, not reimbursements, but government contracts. By the way, uh, we're still on RT. Is that how do we? I guess we have confirmed that it's not coming until midnight, but I do have it up as well. I just want to let people know. Um, let's listen in for a second, then we're going to go to Deb Trial. I'm going to let you do a your topic as well. Finally end the war, but escalations continued and hatred also grew. The republics backed into a corner seemed to have little choice but ask their big neighbor for protection. But helping them, Russia is also securing its own borders and interests. Moscow says Ukraine's strongly anti-Russia policies and its alarmingly fast militarization posed a serious threat to Russia's own national security and it was determined to do something about it. Both the demilitarization and denazification of Ukraine are a compulsory component of the agreements we seek. Fifty days on, both sides have lost many lives, both military and civilian, and seem to be close to oh, I forgot I had my thing off. for a quick and non-military solution. Uh, the aim off was off. to fight the anti-Maidan movement. I turned that up during the... Art show and tell them a minute ago, and I completely forgot that I didn't have What's interesting uh, on the operation on the beginning on the 13th of April is uh, that uh, when the 11 p.m. Central, okay, yeah, that's 12. To stop this anti terror operation, um, the CIA 
boss was at the table. So which, we watched um, a little bit of the depth trial earlier, by the way, um, and didn't really shit happen. It was a bunch of replays. I mean, I won't say replays, but they, you know, they uh, recorded these depositions a month or two in advance uh, in some cases. And, uh, you know, we've watched a lot of trials over the last year or two on this show and the other show. It's really boring to watch a tape of somebody testifying versus watching them live, right? Is uh, he suing her or is she suing him? He's suing her. Damn. For, like, defamation, right? Yeah, for defamation. Oh, God, dude. By the way, apparently some text messages uh, were read in court today, according to this video. Let me pull this up. Again, I you know, I had to leave at, like... I don't know, 215, 220. We'd started the show early today, so we still got our full five, our four hours in, but uh, I did have to vacate. I probably would have stuck with it a little bit longer, uh, but I had to go up to the dentist. All right, now let me turn this on and see if I missed any uh, power chats. We're also up on Entropy, Dollar Sign Sunset Squad, Killstream.live slash tip, DD12 checking in over there earlier and checking in here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. I think that's it. I think we're caught up, but uh, I'll turn it back on in a sec. Let me play this. This is from yesterday, I thought. That guy, at least. Do you recall Mr. Depp ever telling you that he hoped that Amber Heard's rotting corpse is decomposing in the trunk of a Honda Civic? Disturbing text messages from Johnny Depp to his good friend. Obviously, yeah, it was said. In true movie star fashion, Johnny's Cadillac screeched into the courthouse parking lot this morning. What? And he entered to the cheers of fans. <laughs> also today, testimony from Amber's former assistant. Amber looking like a snack. What is it? Jack smash or pass, Amber Heard? I have no comment. I'm happily married. <laughs> yeah. Right. her face approximately four inches from my face. She was spitting in my face. And their marriage counselor who revealed this. They engaged in what I saw as mutual abuse. You never actually witnessed any physical violence by Mr. Depp or by Ms. Hurt, correct? Never. As we did yesterday, we turned to Chanley Painter now, who was in the courtroom. Oh, Chanley from Court TV. Whew. Let's see here. How much is, is he? Is he sort of like for a hundred million? No way she has that one. First of all, who hurt uh, Amber Heard? Yeah. No, I wouldn't think so. No, dude. TV. Uh, the marriage counselor. For whom was she most effective? It's interesting that Johnny Depp is using her as a witness for their case as the plaintiff here because the message that they want this jury to hear from this marriage counselor was that Amber Heard was verbally abusive and physically abusive to Johnny Depp. But this marriage counselor also telling this jury that she observed bruises herself in person and by... By the way, Flamenco, let me just bid you farewell here tonight and uh i'm sure people will understand the message here pretty soon but photo of amber heard when she met with amber privately to talk about dismissed that physically abused her how damaging were johnny depp's texts profanity laced 
text messages. Doesn't look good for him, but remember, Billy, in opening statements, his attorneys got ahead of this, telling the jury preemptively that, look, Johnny Depp is not a perfect person. He has also used some very colorful language. He uses words that I don't use. But that's who he is. But the words of his friend Isaac Baruch were no doubt still echoing in jurors' ears. So many people have been affected by this malicious lie that she started and she created. Isaac, who admitted on the stand that Johnny gave him $100,000 for his artwork and paid for his penthouse in the same ritzy Eastern Columbia building in downtown L.A. where Johnny and Amber lived, got emotional, lashing out at Amber. For so many people to get affected from this, it's... It's insane. And Mr. This how this happened. He's talking about the allegations of abuse Amber leveled in a newspaper opinion piece. She never mentioned Johnny by name in that article. But in a dramatic moment, one of her lawyers made this accusation in opening statements that he sexually assaulted her during a drug-fueled binge in Australia. Shit, do I have a song for Flamingo? Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Uh, do we have this? Uh, oh yeah, I got I got one for you. Let's take a little. There we go. I had to do that. Sorry. Yep. In 2015, he has dragged her across the floor on the broken bottles and the liquor. He has punched her. He has kicked her. He tells her he's gonna kill her. He hates her. Depp once accused Amber of throwing a vodka bottle at him, and sued the Sun newspaper for publishing an article called. Didn't she like secretly record them having an argument though? Thank like what crazy? She was like trying to start a fight by secretly recording. Them yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those like where you have your phone like hidden under the pillow or some Fine. shit, and like pushing the guy or whatever. Like, come on, Johnny, say it again or whatever. It was kind of like one of those. Like, no, I would never do that. You know, yeah, like just trying to poke him and poke him dude what an insane lady insane yeah i would never i would never do that right yeah it was kind of one of those from my understanding as well yeah but. yeah for sure all right now let's see here uh so where's the full okay i guess this is the okay i'm trying to find the full clip so we can go through that um, cause maybe I'm thinking maybe there was a lot, you know, somebody live later in the day. I don't know. Cause I didn't see the last three, three and a half hours. Um, like I said, it was mostly footage though. Um, they're saying this thing could last. Oh, there is a live witness. They're saying this thing could last six or seven weeks, Jack. Damn dude. Which I is, can only imagine how much money he's dropping and how much he already lost. It's just. Cut your losses, dude, or I don't know what you do. Well, you know what? Somebody brought up an interesting point on TV the other day when I was watching some coverage. Um, part of it is also, you know, um, having a public hearing on her charges, right, and trying to rebut some of this, some of this what I consider bullshit about him being mm -hmm. an abuser and all this. Um, and even if you didn't consider it bullshit from his point of view, right, he could try to get some of his evidence out there. I know the other day it came out that she served him with divorce papers, I believe, on the day of his mother's funeral uh, or like classy. right. Or, yeah, or like right around it uh, and kind of sent him into a tailspin, which I uh, my mother passed away last year. And I can tell you um, it doesn't take much to get sent into a tailspin uh, yeah. right around that time. Uh, and if I think about it too hard, I can still go. <laughs> 
to Tailspin now, actually. Um, but, um, you know, I can definitely see something like that tipping it right over the edge uh, for sure. Uh, and it's one of those things. It's a woman move. To, it's like one of those. Women are the coldest motherfuckers of all time uh, in reality when they want to be. Uh, it can be. Ca- what's this? What's the Shakespeare scorn woman's thorn? Uh, rose. You yeah. Know, you know the saying. Yeah. Every rose has a thorn type situation. <laughs> that's not the one I was thinking of, but yeah, that's another good rose one. Yeah, I should play that. <laughs> a little poison. <laughs> I thought the not you know a woman scorn. Maybe I'm adding a rose where there's no rose. Continue, dude. It doesn't matter. Oh, by the way, Doug Stanhope wrote that. Really? I just got linked to Stanhope thing. Is that really true? Uh, he wrote about them years ago. I didn't know that. I'll check that out. I'm about to pull that up. That looks like that might be good. Also, my fucking... Okay, I got too many windows open. Try to close some. Shit's starting to slow up. I think it's the Odyssey player, actually. You guys don't let me miss it. Did you redact it? We, we didn't, um, David. We're going to watch a little bit of this trial. Don't let me miss the Nick appearance, though. We're going to do some of Jack's topics here in about five or ten minutes. He's going to stay until 11. Uh, I'm probably going to stay until around 12, so... He wants to be the star. Okay. And I have 210, the redacted copy. Okay. Perfect. All right. So that then just leaves me with 397 then. Correct? The, the one I just... 548 also. Okay, 548 and 397 now. Okay, perfect. All right. Anything else this time? Oh, good. Okay. Ready for the cherry. man gets you caught up. I think that might be the lesson for tonight. For some of you dumb motherfuckers. Some of you motherfuckers are just going to have to learn the hard way. I'm afraid. And that's okay. I don't mind teaching a few lessons. I don't mind teaching. I put a little pro bono teaching work here. Alright. Alright. Thank you. Alright. And good afternoon, Miss Tudors. Hi. Would you please state your full name for the record? Yes, it's um, Georgina Diane Dutas, but I, I go by Gina. Okay. Wow, who is this? Do we know who this is, Jack? Oh, I've no idea. Dude, you're, I'm the worst guy with anything in Hollywood. Do we hear it? She's kind of soft-spoken, too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, Jack's been a great... I loved... You know what? You seem to come on the craziest nights, dude. What the <laughs> fuck is your problem? Maybe it's I my problem. I energy, buddy. Dude, it's my, maybe it's my problem because I booked you in Las Vegas once, and that was like the worst kill stream of all time, by the way. <laughs> and it was not his fault at all. It was not his fault at all, but it was as crazy as tonight's episode is. I think Homo... The, what's his no, name? Dude. The... Tro- the guy who said he would protect you. What's his name? Homo Trollius? Yeah, he was there that night. But you know what? We had done a Homo Trollius bit like a few days before, and that one was hilarious. And that yeah. one was great. 
But this one wasn't. It was the second one, and I just didn't have anything that night. And I was in Vegas, partying a little too hard, whatever. You know, didn't really have much of a show. And so I let that go way too long. And then Jack's sitting there. Uh, It was still, it was fun, quote unquote, from like what a train wreck it was. Uh, But yeah, that was literally, that does stand out in my mind. There's a few episodes. So you were there for that one. There was another crazy episode you were there for. I like how positive and nice he is. By the way, he doesn't, I never see him fight with anybody really or start any shit. Just a really positive dude, cool guest on the show. (laughs) Can pretty much roll with anything that I talk about. But he's just always on, and like when I'm in some fucking well i guess you know odds are i will be in the middle of some major firestorm now that i think about her dude that's what you got it it's pete look how many people are commenting so it's a but i I like that uh i like that uh in the midst of all the chaos this guy you see marcus aurelius there uh, on the wall behind me yes uh not because uh, i'm so much like him necessarily (laughs) uh really it's on the wall because i do admire marcus aurelius but i took that picture of the met myself oh that's awesome with my own camera and so i go to a lot of museums and i went to the british museum some other shit so i kind of I wanted some kind of picture up there to show that, so that's why I put that up there. Dude, anyway, awesome. shout out to Jack yeah. Allen. I just want to say he's a really, <laughs> really great guy. Uh, and even if you don't like me, you should like him because he's cool. Oh, dude, that thank you. Very, thanks for having. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, now let's see. Oh, I see a few. I see a few chats here. Let's see. Sorry, I missed those. DD12 sent $3. Anyone still believing my free market people like Torba and Nick are banned from payment processing, banking, domain registration, etc. are complete morons. Maintenance guy yes. Mike sent $3 standing in the shower full of powder coke off fucking cane hour after hour. Don't be no coward when we snorting man. A little play of fly, they don't get it. I do though. Alright, now let's... There we go. Winston Fujimori sent $5 just so you know. I'll repeat what Maximus said about me. I get along with almost everyone. I respect that. I like and am friendly with you, Ralph, as well as Flamenco, Mitoka, Gator, Fuentes, Ghost Politics, Andy, Random E-Girls, whomever. I'm friends with many PPR. I think that that's a good way to be, actually. Pegmenco sent $10. Oh, no, Flamenco stream went down. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh no! You can't abort the retort, but it turns out it can be aborted. It's like some of us got it, some of us got it, some of us don't. I don't know. What can, what can I say, ladies and gentlemen? gentlemen they need a bad guy like me another quail lord shalom in the morning Pe- 
Pegmenko sent $10. Ralph, please let me grift off your back and don't do anything to hurt my feelings. Yeah, no. It's not like I have ever laughed at your expense <coughs> It's not or like anything. you were just spreading fake rape charges just the other day. Yeah, no, I should be, I should play by the rules for sure. I should definitely play by the rules. Yeah, that's what's important. Unrealist sent three dollars. Hell hath he no fury like a woman scorned. Amber Heard, man. She's on one. Yes, that was the quote. No rose, but that is the quote. I don't know why I brought a rose in. Who I busted on while I was filming Pirates of the Caribbean Five. <laughs> Wally Bot sent three dollars. I told the rogue hippo to shut up, play Elden Ring, and write dad jokes while we run this shit. You're back in control of the account, boss. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, let's check out this little this little thing. Hi. Would you please state your full name for the record? Yes, it's um Georgina Diane Deuters, but I, I go by Gina. Okay. And uh, Miss Deuters, uh, where are you from? No, Gina. Oh, sorry. It only makes sense if you watch Ma <laughs> Martin. But... And can you tell us a little no, bit about what your Gina. occupation is? Um, I currently am a freelance creator who kind of conceptualizes Smash. and shoots um, and edits um, photographs and clips largely for social media. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, just a few years. Um, before that, I was a visual effects coordinator for movies. And can you tell us just very briefly what that means? Um, it's It's... Basically, the managing of CG and effects in films, the delivery of, and um, yeah, just the management. Minus point for the accent? No, yeah, Artax, you, you mean plus 50. Oh, um, from 2002 to 2016. Okay. Any films we might recognize? Um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, The Dark Knight. Um, what does this have to Terrible do with Christmas her movie? Testimony. I won't mention. <laughs> um, She's uh, giving her CV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know Johnny Depp? I do. And did, Don, did Johnny smash? For sure, I, mean, I do. I hope so. Johnny Depp. Dude, he had to smash. Or is this one of his girlfriends? All right, we'll see. How do you know Johnny Depp? He is a good friend of mine. Uh, Wally sent three dollars. I'll touch up her by photos. I mean her. And, and I'll touch her up her photos. And he said by photos. I mean her. So I don't know why I read it so fast. Mine. When did you first meet Mr. Depp? I met him um, summer of two thousand five. Um, it was actually at the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory premiere. My husband Stephen introduced me to him um, at a dinner after the premiere, and. Uh, yeah, he was super sweet and warm and kind of ushered us in to join him at dinner. And, and I remember being very nervous like I am now. Um, and yeah, that's when we first met. Okay. Uh, you say your husband, Stephen, introduced you to Mr. Depp. Yeah. Uh, how, did, how did your husband know him? I'm sorry? How did your husband, Stephen, know Mr. Depp? Oh, he started working with him on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, he started off in production but then um, joined the debt department um, during the shoot. And does he still work for Mr. Depp? Yeah. And in what capacity? 
Um, well, he started off as like a personal uh, assistant, and it's kind of um, developed into a producer writer type role with Johnny's guidance. <laughs> with Johnny's guidance. <laughs> What kind of guy? What kind of notes you think he was giving there? Yeah. Uh, nothing uh, Christian-like, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> well, we don't know. Possibly some daily daily bread there. Mm. <laughs> I would be very surprised. What are those my little? Friend. My mom used to have. They used to give those out at my church to the little daily bread, daily reader things. Ah, uh, that's Yeah, I don't think Johnny Depp subscribes to that. <clears throat> uh, so, for how long has he worked for Mr. Depp then? 18 years, I think. I think since 2004. Now, over those 18 years, um, where is he? By the way, keep in mind, Johnny Depp's man got money. His money's long, dude. This guy in 1998 was one of the most famous people in the world, much less by 2004. I think that's by that time, I think, prior to the Caribbean, it, it came out. Or I wonder, though, out. if he spends his money like Nick Cage. You know, these people are he like does. so, they think they're billionaires dude. when they're, you know. Dude, he I does. Mean, the answer is yes, he does. And if you read some of the profiles on him, he was like amazingly profligate. Uh, but also he sued his manager for millions and millions saying that they st- that they stole from him Damn. basically as well. So um, there's that. Also, you just made me remember that Nick Cage movie that's coming out. That I want to see it so bad. Um, the unbearable weight of whatever. I can't remember. Anonymous sent $3 Ralph say the N-word or... Bunch Flamenco is streaming this on Twitch. Wow. That probably won't be good for the old Twitch. Um, now, uh, the fuck, where is this filmography? Hold on, I was trying to look this up. Uh, fuck, why is it not on here? I'm trying to find his filmography. It's not on Wikipedia for some reason. It's like the unbearable weight of, I can't remember the name of it. Where is it? The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. That's the name of it. And he plays That's himself. Cage's movie? Yeah, and he plays himself. Is it out yet? April 22nd. Oh, it's coming out soon. I remember when I saw a press release about this movie getting made, and I was like, I have to see this fucking movie. <laughs> Dude, do you remember? I think it was like six months ago. He was like shoeless in a like a Las Vegas hotel, just trashed. No. Oh, yeah, dude. It happened, like, I think in the summer. He was hammered. It was, like, and like 7 in the morning. I mean. And he's, like, someone said he smelled so bad, and so. Yeah, who would the, be shoeless in a Las Vegas hotel? I mean, yeah. <laughs> now, What's that? I'm, I'm sorry. I was making a joke about myself. Oh. Um, but, um, no, I didn't see. This is Nick Cage? Yeah, Nick Cage. All right. Now, let me see. Um, let me see if I can find a trailer to this. Uh, I have to play it now. No, shut up. My watch is trying to fucking talk to me and shit. <laughs> Honestly, that fuck. I got an Apple Watch. It's a waste of money, though. I'm not buying. Dude, it. I have one too. I never use it. I know like, me either. What's the I even got mine. Can even watch, dial. F- I can use it as a phone too. And there's no reason to have that at all, really. Right, dude. Who wants to talk into the wrist like that? Nobody. Just, and guess what? If you actually do talk on your wrist, it, like the battery starts draining a lot faster. <laughs> Uh, so dude, they're pointless. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Next time, I'm just gonna get a badass watch. Anyway, whatever. Here, Nick, you've lost some of your talent as an actor. No. 
What did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Tell the trades it was a tremendous honor to be a part of storytelling and myth-making. Fisherman, go ahead. Fisherman sent $10 classic debt flick. Leo went full retard and did very well after. All right, let's see. Can chat guess by the audio? Hey! Mama! Oh, I know it. Mama! Mama! I know it, but I won't say it. (laughs) You're hiding, huh? I know that. Hmm. Pick up. <laughs> Mama, wake up. Hmm. What the fuck? Shit just got <laughs> Wally sent three dollars. Some of us are the right age to have grown up wanting to be Power Rangers. Yeah, some people got it. That's Gilbert why Grape. talking watches exist. It was Gilbert Grape. Um yeah, but some people got it there in the chat. Sorry, one more time. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. What do we know about this guy anyway? Is he into something strange? It's not like he's gonna want you to suck his dick or fuck his wife or watch you watch him fuck his wife. I wouldn't think so. What the fuck? Welcome to Mallorca, Mr. Cage. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Is Javi gonna want me to, uh... Claim Javi. Nick Cage. God, this place is stunning. What is your favorite movie? That's one of those questions that's impossible to answer. You can't just limit it to one. Imagine me and you. I do. Is it too much? Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20 seconds before. We could have died! <laughs> I'm in position. I think that's the actor Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I love you! Have you seen Crudes 2? I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I see Crudes 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. What do you guys want? We're with Central Intelligence. Do you know who you're spending time with? One of the most ruthless men on the face of this planet. I need you to help the U.S. government. Find a way into that room, Nick. I can see myself doing more of this stuff. I think I might have a real good for it. Good, because we got another mission for you. No, 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 no. Your friend is working for the U.S. government. So basically he goes through and starts reenacting some of his movies and shit. Are those my golden guns? They're my golden guns. I don't want to kill you. You're the last person I want to kill. I love you. I love you. I'm Nick fucking... Whoa, Cage! 
I just showed the trailer just because I was talking about it. All right, I'll play a little bit more of this, and I'll have to do the drugs thing before you go. Yeah. Um, all over the place. Oh, go ahead. Neon Nicker sent $3 say no, Nick. The U.S. Gov is all about tranny kids and anal imperialism. You should see if Russia is hiring, Nick. All right, let's see. Let's see. Um, it depends on where the film is is being shot. So, um, the Bahamas, Hawaii, London, LA, kind of all over. And have you? Where have you been during this time? Well, um, Stephen and I, our first two films were we worked on the same film, but then he went off to do Pirates, and I went off to do other films. So. I and what if Elon Musk tested? You know, um, he's on the list, right? I know no that. Need to testify in this? Yeah, he is. Um, he's actually on the witness list. You know, Johnny was always mindful what? that me and Steve spent too much time apart, so he would. Because uh, he used to fuck Amber Heard. I think he's going to be on her side. Um, no fly me out, way, uh, dude. That yeah. is hilarious. Okay. About how many times would that happen in a given year, if you can estimate for us? Two to three, yeah, and they'd be like, you know, sometimes I'd be with them for like a month, sometimes just a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, can you just generally describe for us very briefly um, your husband's relationship with Mr. Depp? Um, it's a great one. <laughs> it's, um, they are very close professionally and um, personally. Um, I know that Stephen um, really respects Johnny and looks up to him and Johnny's been a, a mentor to him um, and has really encouraged Johnny. Stephen's career um, develop um, uh, and they're great friends too okay. and can you just very briefly and very generally tell us what it was like on, on those time periods when you were spending time uh, chunks of time with Mr. Depp and, and your uh, husband well if the what it's a basic well, foundational it's, fact, Your Honor. I, I'll, I'll allow it. That's fine. Go ahead. I go. Okay. What was the question? Sorry. Just generally describe for us. Okay. What, so, so if they were if they were working, it would be, you know, like on wrap. We'd kind of have dinner together, um, and then I'd kind of entertain myself while the boys went off to work. <laughs> If it was during downtime, you know, he, it would um, probably be like a family holiday, so it would include his long-term partner, Vanessa, and their little kids, um, which was always really lovely, um, really happy memories there. Uh, so it kind of depended. Okay. Uh, how well would you say you know Mr. Depp? Very well. Over the course of your friendship with Mr. Depp, and I apologize, did you say it had been 17 years? I'm not great at math, but 2005 to now, I think, is 17. I believe yeah. so. Okay. Over the course of your friendship with Mr. Depp, have Go you ahead. ever seen... This bitch testifying sent $3. Their relationship is great. My husband shakes Johnny's hand and thanks him after every time he's finished with me for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Depp take drugs. Yes. And which ones? I've oh, seen no. him smoke weed and um, occasionally uh, cocaine. 
Have you ever? Anonymous sent ten dollars. Thank you, Anonymous. I appreciate that. Ever seen him drink? Yes. All right. Have you ever partaken of any of these substances at the same time? Yes. Okay. About how many times would you estimate you've seen Mr. Depp use cocaine? Oh gosh. Um. I mean, it's usually like she can't a, count that. Uh, kind of a celebratory event, like after a gig or a, a party or something. Um, twenty? I don't know. Um, twenty times over the. I don't. Yeah, I. About twenty times. About yeah. And yeah. That's over, and that's over. I mean, yeah, I haven't been kind of keeping count, but, but it's not a. It's not. It's not a regular thing sporadic it's okay and that's 20 times over what period of time gosh um i think like the last maybe 10 years okay. and uh how often have you seen mr depp uh consume alcohol um since i've met him <laughs> <laughs> he um, never once stopped drinking since i met him your honor um, how Mr. Depp seems to respond to cocaine. Oh, God. Um, I quite honestly can't gauge much difference in his demeanor. Um, you know, this stuff kind of tends to make the average person a bit chattier and maybe stays up a bit longer than they should. Uh, uh, but um, nothing oh out of the ordinary. Okay. Same question for alcohol. How would you say based on your interactions with him while he's drinking, how does he seem to uh, respond to it? Um, it's kind of annoying, but he, he doesn't, he holds his liquor very well. Um, so, uh, gosh, I kind of um, more jovial or just, I've, I've never seen him, I've honestly never seen him like drunk, drunk. Is this lady for Johnny? Is that, is I, I think so, man. Yeah, I believe witness. this is for the defense. Does he seem uh, to excess? Okay. Oh, well, the, well, I guess the defense, the the plaintiff, basically. Um, so the prosecution, technically, right? So Johnny's not the defense. He's the one who brought this case. Right. Yeah, so he's on. she's on Amber's side. Yeah. No, well, no. I think she's on his side. I think they called her, right? Violent, or, okay. well, they yeah, called her. might not, not be on his I team, see. necessarily. Have you ever seen a man get angry or violent Well, on alcohol? No. Ms. Duders, do you know Amber Laura Heard? Yes. And when did you first meet Ms. Heard? When did when did I? When yes. Did, oh. Um well we met kind of very briefly on the set of the Rum Diary, but you know, it's just kind of quick greeting in the craft tent, I think. And just so everybody's on the same page, um, what is The Rum Diary? The Rum Diary is a movie that we shot in 2009 in Puerto Rico. Um, and yeah, it starred Johnny and, and Amber. And I was, I, was, I was there with Stephen. That was one of the times Hunter S. Thompson book, by the way. Out to be with Stephen, and I was, mm. I was around. Let me turn the air on, and then I'm going to do the drugs topic, then we'll let you go. By the way, thank you for sticking it out on a crazy-ass fucking kill stream tonight, as most of them have been recently. Rob, now give me one second. interactions with Miss Heard on that occasion? No. Okay. 
When did you next meet Ms. Hurd? We, on I think a couple of years later, um, Ram Diary Press Tour, I went to the premiere in London. And again, it was just a kind of, um, you know, greeting. It wasn't, we didn't kind of hang out, chat properly or anything. And again, just so, just so everybody's on the same page, what is a press tour? A press tour is when, um, when a film comes out, the actors and the director usually travel around with um, the film and show it in different cities all over the world, and um, the actors usually have to do interviews to promote it and just get the word out. Okay. And this was a press tour for Run Diary? Yeah. And what city were you in? I, I went to the London one. And does, does anything stand out to you about your interactions with Ms. Hurd on that occasion? No, she, no. Okay. Were you aware at that point that Mr. Depp and Ms. Hurd had started a relationship? Yes. And how were you aware? Because um, Depp's team, oh, Johnny's team, sorry, um, Johnny's team, um, there's just always an open constant flow of information, um, you know, because ultimately, you know, Jerry Judge would be looking after Johnny, so would kind of get updates as to where they were going and what he was doing. And so in that way, we got kind of, you know, notification, <laughs> notified that, uh, you know, they just got together. And you mentioned a name there, Jerry Judge. Can you just tell the jury who that is. Um, okay, I don't want to be upset, but Jerry Judge was Johnny's long-term security um, uh, guy, and he, yeah, was a dearly, a dear individual. Um, we all loved him very much, and he was, he was like family. He was like... Family-lamb! Um, and unfortunately, he passed away. All right, now let's talk about drugs in the CIA. Well, yeah, dude, this is like a perfect uh, segue. Nick Cage in that movie, it's it's all, uh, but I mean, I don't know, you know, it, basically all the drugs that get brought into America since after World War II is all ran by the CIA. And they do this to fund whatever they want to fund. Like they have so, they created banks, they created, you know, shell company. And I think they probably created crypto, to be honest because it's it's the next step. They can keep creating fake banks. But all this started in after World War II, and so they needed a way to fund their communist, like fighting the communists and the creation of the CIA, and they used, they would grow the all the drugs they grow, the, pop, the opium. It was in Vietnam where we started a war because they wanted to pull back. Then it went to Afghanistan. They pulled back. Then 9-11 happened. We went back. Poppy production went back up. It's just like a perfect. So to have like a, and of course I've you know Iran Contra stuff like that, but yes, um, yeah, so they could have an off the books budget basically, right? So they could exactly. sell drugs and then do with that money whatever they wanted, right? And it's all dude, like dark money, black money. They have money. so much money, dude. Like so the, not even just from drugs. After World War II, I don't know if you ever heard this story. There was Japan for a hundred years ravaged Asia, right? They conquered everywhere. 
conquer, you know, Korea, China, they took all the wealth out of all of Asia and the Japanese emperors for a hundred years, they started burying it. And I'm, when you can look it up, like literally football sized fields of underground tunnels filled with gold, silver, every, you know, plat, every expensive metal or whatever. And the CIA or it was the OSS. Then after world war two, they, there was over a hundred of them with treasure maps, dude, like how create literal treasures in the Philippines and all these other places. And the CIA got it. And it was so much gold, dude. It was in the trillions of dollars of gold. They didn't, they couldn't put it into the gold because we were on the gold reserve. Then it would have crashed the, every gold because all of this, you know, huge influx of, uh, uh, like a, the whole half of the world that had not been considered in with this gold standard and what the price of gold was, but all this goes into their coffers. You know, I have no idea what they spend it on. They could spend it. They've unlimited resources that is totally off the books. I just found that story. It's called uh Tashimoto's gold. If anybody wants to look really? up, dude, literal football fields, the size of gold. It, it was one, it's a, a book called uh, gold hunters or something like that. If anyone wants to check it out, dude. Um, yeah, you know, um, like I said, it's kind of like a whole opera, you know, they talk about black ops, black budget and stuff like that. They've been doing this method for a while. And I know you hear the stories and sometimes people just write it off, you know, the CIA ran Coke and all this stuff. Well, yeah, actually they did. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and honestly, I'm not as well read on it as I should be. I know a little bit about it, uh, but there's whole books, of course, movies and shit made about it too. Yeah. Um, but Dude, so, I, like know. even so what they, they were so brilliant. So they had, and right when they started, they grew all the, the poppies. They needed an, an infrastructure to get rid of it. So they tapped, they tapped on the shoulder of the mob. Lucky Luciano at this time, when they wanted to use him, he was in prison for running a brothel that he was pulling in like $300,000 a day then in the 1940s. And they needed a reason to get him out. He was in for life. So they helped him escape to Italy. He picked up, he starts running the mob. He had like a big American parade in Italy. And that's why the mob was so powerful for, for, you know, do you remember, I think Jay Edgar Hoover always be like, there is no organized crime in America. It, they were just lying, yeah. dude. They were working. They they created The mafia them. doesn't exist. Yeah, that's what he said yes, forever. Yes, right. Yeah, the yeah. mafia doesn't exist. That's what he said. Yeah. And for 40 years, dude, that was like, so you ever wonder like, damn, like by me, I've got like 10 pizza shops. There's no way they can all be making a profit. Well, that was what, um, I don't think it was after Luciano, I think. Genovese or whatever, that was his plan. So he, they, the CIA encouraged him to create all these fronts, these pizza shops in Philly, New York, Jersey, and that was how they were washing the money. All right, now, um, do they still do that, though? What do you know about their current well, so that So, like, it, they use the Vatican to wash the cash. That also comes into play in these Freemasonic uh, clubs in Italy. But I think, so, you know, obviously Giuliani brought down so, – quote unquote, the mob. But I think the reason why they, I, they definitely still do it today. Like the cartels, they just moved it from the mafia to the cartels. And, but like back then in the eighties and stuff, they were able to create banks. And so, you know, cause before the internet, you, you know, things weren't, information wasn't freely accessible. They could run the bank for a while and then close up shop or whatever. So that's why I said like crypto, you know, what a perfect story, dude, a total anonymous person. He just wanted to better, he wanted to get rid of the federal reserve and he just beat the system anonymously and created an untrackable, untraceable currency that, 
you know, it, it's good for the regular people. Why? That's why I just don't believe that story. It's probably they switched from making laundering money through banks. And this is even better because they're the only ones that can ever like take crypto from anyone, at least from what I, I see. Now, so crypto is their op, though, is how you see it. Yeah, like that's just the way they're laundering and funneling. And, and also maybe, you know, I've heard the thought put out there that maybe they do, they've done it to kind of get people used to not, you know, going cashless, right? Um, that's possible, too. Well, you know, I went to get, <laughs> and this is going to sound really, I went to get a latte the other day. <laughs> My manly drink that I've been drinking instead of bourbon. Uh, anyway, I went to get a latte, and they're just, I can make a latte here with the AeroPress, but it's just, it's just Ooh, better. fancy, dude. Yeah, no, I don't have a full latte machine or espresso machine, but. Uh, I got the AeroPress, and they make pretty good lattes. Anyway, they just taste better from the fucking coffee shop, though. Absolutely. So I went up there, Blanchard's Coffee Shop there on Forest Hill here in Richmond. Went up there to get me a latte, and they don't take cash, period. No way. I swear to God. And for some reason, I usually have my debit and no cash, but I had some cash left over from Dallas or whatever, so I just like, all right, I'll just take this $20. Right. And didn't even take anything else. And then I couldn't even get my fucking latte at all because they don't take cash at all, dude. I was incensed. I was like, what do you mean you don't take cash at all? It's like, did you post this somewhere? And then, they, of course, they pointed to where they did have it posted. But. Well, dude, but that you, you see that happening more and more. It's not just cash. Like, I think that that's why they also push, like, the electric cars, because gasoline is like the cat, like, you know, you can't track somebody's gas usage as easy as you could track somebody's electric car that's hooked up to the internet constantly. So I think that's also why they push it. They're pushing like, you know, to get off gas and onto electric because it's just, an, it's like cash. It's another thing they can watch and totally monitor. Yeah, I would agree with that. By the way, we should have just probably talked about this shit uh, for the whole show, whole show, but there was all this crazy stuff going on. Uh, and I did want to cover a couple of these stories, too, uh, but I'm glad you came on. Now, let me play this uh, before you go. I'm not going to, because yeah. you've been here two hours. Let's play this. DD12 sent $3 <laughs> sounds like the philosopher's legacy from Metal Gear. <laughs> it does kind of sound like uh, the philosopher's legacy. Have you ever played Metal Gear 2? No, I. What is that? You're solid too. Excuse me. Oh well, I can't. I would. uh, It's been a while, so I couldn't probably explain the entire (laughs) philosopher's legacy here on the Killstream Live. But uh, I did play it back in the day. Uh, But speaking of uh, things, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I was going to try to segue playing things. You don't play things. You record things, though. Your show. Where can they download that and view that? Yeah, so I'm on all podcasts and YouTube and Odyssey for the Odyssey forever, hopefully, but YouTube for the time being. But it's conspiracy or just a coincidence, and uh, you can follow me at Kojak Podcast. And uh, thanks for having me on, Ralph. Very good. We'll have you back on, and maybe hey, anytime, uh, dude. Anytime. A, certainly, one of these days, we're just gonna have a regular episode with you. <laughs> And uh, I cherish the day that it happens, but it wasn't tonight. Hey. But you know what? It's still fun, man. I appreciate yes, having I, you on. Thanks, dude. It's always it's always fun. Have a good night, man. Hang in there. Thank you, man. We'll appreciate talk it. soon. Yep, I'll talk to you soon. You have a good one. All right, dude. Peace. All right, peace out. Jack Allen there. Really super nice guy. I've been wanting to get him back on. It's always something insane happening when he comes on. When did you next see Miss Heard after the press tour uh, in London? Okay, so that's, that was like 2011. 
Um, I think it was on a trip that we accompanied Johnny and Amber on to Las Vegas for a few days. And can you estimate for us just approximately when that was? Oh, maybe that was 2012. I'm so sorry, like, um, um, I, I... She still looks good, but she used to be even hotter when she was younger. I, I'm, I'm banking on the, on the date, um, but it, it would have been after they'd, you know, started seeing each other, maybe a, a couple of months afterwards, um, and we just went out there for a few days. I don't, I don't remember if it was just like a little excursion for them, um, or if Johnny had something to do there. I don't remember that. It was just for like two, three days. Anything stand out to you about that trip? Um, I was kind of excited to meet Amber, you know, because she was Johnny's new girl, and um, but I remember kind of trying to, you know, kind of make eye contact and, um, it, yes, um, I kind of felt a bit ignored, which is fine, you know, with staff or whatever. So I didn't, I didn't really chat with her. When you say staff, what, what, what do you Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not employed by Johnny, but, you know, I'm obviously Stephen's wife and he's staff and, um, yeah, I, I didn't really interact with her. Okay. Um, so can you kind of describe what happened when you saw her then, if anything? Um, no, no, nothing, nothing of note, just um, that she didn't really engage or um, make, you know, uh, yeah, just didn't really acknowledge uh, our presence. Okay. What? Did you see uh, Mr. Depp and Ms. Hurd interact at all yeah. on that trip? Yeah. Okay. And can you describe that for us? They seemed pretty in love. Um, they were tactile and, um, you know, they seemed happy. Okay. When did you next meet Ms. Hurd? Um, when Johnny and Stephen had gone out on location to shoot The Lone Ranger, so I think that might have been the next year. So, bad with dates, sorry. Um, yeah, so, oh, um, so, um, you know, I think through Johnny and Stephen, Amber and I were um, kind of put in touch and we went vintage shopping together and um, I went to get a coffee once. Um, and also, Michael Alberto is going to be on Tequila Sunrise tomorrow at 2 p.m. Eastern to talk about the D-Live documentary that he did that I haven't watched yet, but I will watch by then. Maybe we'll watch it tomorrow on the show. I don't know. That makes sense. Either I'll watch it tonight or I might just save it for tomorrow, actually. It's been out for a few days. I'll see how many. I don't want to steal views, though. We'll see. We'll at least watch some of it before he comes on for sure. And I will have watched all of it one way. Excuse me, one way or the other.
And then with Johnny and Stephen kind of looked around some galleries, um, art galleries. About how long would you say the period was that you and Miss Heard were together in this time frame? How long were we both out on location? Right, yeah. I'm not sure about her and, and I know that I know that I personally made two trips, um, which seemed to coincide with her being there. So, it, you know, it was nice. Um, now, this miss needs to step up the and, energy, um, though. You know, kind of meeting up to go vintage shopping. She was really, really lovely, really sweet. We got on very well, um, and it was fun. It was, yeah. You know, she's very charming. Mm-hmm. Did you discuss her relationship with Mr. Depp at all? Um, I remember like going for a coffee, um, and she seemed a bit. Um, just there a she bit is. She doesn't look like Michael Jackson today. That, uh, I don't think Johnny was ready to go public with their relationship. I think I like the Michael yeah, Jackson suit um, better, and um, I think that was, you know. Frustrating for her. Did you form an impression that she wanted to go public immediately? All right, I'll sustain as to speculation. Next question. Were you out in public? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, when you were interacting with Miss Heard in this time frame. Did you notice at all whether she... Let me see if there's anything else, because this is... Or at least maybe when the other opposing attorney gets up there, because this is kind of bogus. I mean, it's one thing, if we were watching this boring shit live, okay, that might be one thing, but we're not. (laughs) So, and we can always watch it tomorrow. There'll be some more shit like this live. Uh, Let's see. Uh... Evan, now we have... I don't know if we're going to make it till midnight, though. We've been on the air three hours already. Wait, how many? Yeah, three. We'll see. I, w- I want to try to finish... You know, I might try to add two guests coming up because I've been trying to fill a bigger slot basically at night from like 8 till 12 in that same four-hour slot, kind of how I'm doing during the day. But... uh it just, uh, I just haven't started booking it. Like, I'm going to have to start booking more guests at night, basically, is what I'm saying. All right, now let me play a little bit, though. We'll skim some. I'll look through. I had, see, this is a videotape deposition. As boring as that was, oh, whoa. There's him. As boring as that was though at least there was actually a bitch sitting there in the fucking courtroom Johnny Depp I swear he gets such he was in the zone so much was it today or yesterday where he was slumped over I thought he was asleep at first and I'm still not 100% sure he wasn't but I think he might have just honestly been meditating or something like so in the fucking zone Let's see, couples counselor. They got clips over here. It's kind of clipped up. Mutual abuse. Holy fuck. Uh, let's see. Are these are the highlights. 
still like a two hour clip. What the fuck? Two hours, 6K views already? That's not too bad, though. Really, something that again the defense has been trying to uh, paint this picture. Uh, Chanley Painter, Court TV legal correspondent, still by my side here uh, in Fairfax County. Uh, what I know, what was Johnny Depp doing there? It seemed like his head was down the whole time that the the doctor. Do you think was we testifying. should go? Do you think yeah, Johnny it Depp? Was will... Well, I'm in the gallery. Right. Pull out my eyeglasses. Which oh, don't... Chanley. Woo, smoke show. But anyway, um, do you think he'll be out and about on the weekend? I don't think so, but. Maybe it's worth going up there. I got to go up to D.C. anyway probably this weekend. Maybe I'll swing up through Fairfax. Maybe do a little Fairfax swing. Not sure. Not sure. Doesn't sound like a bad idea. All right. Now let's see here. I don't have right now. Put my glasses on and I zoomed in and I could see that he's sketching. A little artist uh, journal pad, you know, book, and he has his black pencil. He's just he's just drawing something. I saw the top corner of it. I couldn't make out the picture, but that's how he's spending his time there this afternoon. He seemed a little bit more emotional too. During I can hear Arkansas a lot there. Usually, you can't tell as much. Testimony: His attorney had to comfort him a couple of times. You know, just you know, rubbing his shoulder, reassuring him. Okay. All right. Well, that's Dr. David Kipper. We've got our own doctors here tonight. Dr. Nadim Karim, Dr. Wendy Walsh, Dr. Carol Dr. Lieberman. Dr. I hope not. Uh, Dr. Lieberman, let me start with you. Um, now, and, and we knew it was an issue, but now we're hearing more. What role do you think um, Johnny Depp and his issues with alcohol and with drugs, how, how does that impact and what role does it play in this relationship with Amber Heard? Well, Amber Heard is trying to blame uh, that for and claim that that was when he was most abusive. Um, but, you know, really, a lot of times people turn to drugs, various kinds of drugs, to self-medicate. So I was also, we know that he had a, a difficult childhood, like I was talking about before. His mother was abusive and uh, emotionally and physically abusive. And so he made these mood swings and maybe he might well even have some additional kind of disorder, not just from his dysfunctional childhood, that he is using the drugs to, um, you know, to, to self-medicate. But, you know, I don't think Amber is a virgin in terms of drugs either. I because, don't think so either. You know, one of the witnesses today was talking about, I do not um, think so. Their wedding and uh, how there was, um, you know, a she whole ain't a virgin party of in any sense of the word, of lady. And so on. So I, I wouldn't put that much um, into it. I don't think we can, you know, I, I don't think that that should be sort of the focus, as either as an excuse or as um, a significant part in terms of the key issue of. Whether um, whether she defamed him, which I think is really clear. And, you know, this is an example of couples when they split and they are hurt. So they keep bringing each other back to court because to try to, to hurt the other person, you know, to punish the other person for the hurts that they feel or, or that they felt during the relationship. What, what role do you see drugs here, Dr. Nadim Karim, in, in terms of the impact that it had on this relationship? Well, it seems like it was a lifestyle thing, not just a self-medicating thing. In other words, they partied. Uh, they did drugs. Uh, they were drug-fueled parties. 
uh, there was a lot of that Hollywood lifestyle going into this. And with respect to the relationship in this case specifically, what I'm interested in is the straight line or the arrow that points from Amber Heard to Johnny Depp and saying to what extent does his self-medication with drugs, et cetera, how does that impact the question in the civil case in terms of the damage done to his career? So in our language, the three of us use... By the way, I don't the think there's any chance... Or, or I don't guess I made a prediction on this, but uh, there's not really... I don't think he's going to succeed with this. Uh, it's always an uphill battle to win defamation. But I don't know. There's some key facts there about the article itself uh, and how she kind of tried to be crafty and name him and not name him. Um, I'm glad that he, it's getting in front of a jury. He did already lose in the U.K., they had a case over there where he lost. He brought it over there first uh, because traditionally it's easier to win a defamation case uh, in the United Kingdom uh, versus the United States. But um, anyway, he did get a case. I I didn't even – I knew it was happening over here, but I didn't realize it was going to be on TV until, like I said the other day, me and Pansu and, and baby Rosanna were sitting there uh, watching TV <laughs> And an ad came up and it was like, uh, trial of the century. I mean, it didn't say that, but basically, you know, Court TV was hyping it up like crazy. And uh, I was like, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard live. And uh, I went, what the fuck? I didn't even realize that it was going to be on TV. Co-occurring disorders. Picture two streams running together. And they're both supposed to testify, by the way, reminder, at some point. The depression for Johnny and the self-medication with substance use. My question would be, how does Amber impact that above and beyond the lifestyle that we're living? And how does that impact his career? And it seems kind of potentially a non sequitur because again, the true issue is gonna be the psychological damage done, not only to Johnny, but to his career in terms of the financial damage. That's really what the key of this case is gonna be about. And I think less so about self-medication. We accept that Johnny has had issues over the years with self-medication. We potentially accept that he's been depressed. We also know that they were living a lifestyle that really fueled this type of drug use and, and, and this whole party scene that was going on with them at the time that they were married and together. So I don't think it's that big of a deal in this case. I think it's a very big deal because I think the, the relationship that's most on trial here today is the relationship between the jury and Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp's attorneys want to engage as much sympathy from these jurors that they possibly can. We are currently experiencing in America a health crisis around drug use. Many people during the pandemic lost loved ones to opioid accidents. This bitch is a hardcore drug warrior, isn't she? Opioid deaths with fentanyl. There may be jury members who lost family members. There may be jury members who struggled with addiction themselves or have family members who struggled with addiction. She's a drug so warrior. Result, the attorneys are so are playing. Oh, wait, she does look better. Like all, pretty much like ninety nine point nine percent of women with their hair down, like the long and down. Um, there are rare exceptions, but it's very rare. As here's this nice guy who had this medical problem, and he's got doctors, and he was reaching out for help, and there was his wife who was just exacerbating everything. This is all a ploy to engender the jury <laughs> to dump yes, Johnny Depp. Well, 
But maybe it's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, I, they, I agree that they might well be, you know, wanting to uh, uh, accentuate that. But I really think, and I think as the trial progresses, we're going to see even more of that, more evidence of how really she was the instigator of all of this. You know, um, I, I, it also came out already from Johnny Depp's sister. Um, she was a great witness for him because she talked yeah, about... Yeah, I thought she was good, and they talked... Is she going to mention the funeral thing? Uh, yeah, I hope so. How Amber um, called him an old fat man and when she when he got the uh, campaign from Dior. Uh, they picked... I forgot about that part him to be the lead of his campaign and she said what why did they pick him you know that Dior is about style and class and he's not classy and he doesn't have style and he's a fat old man I mean that's the truth that's what she really thinks about him so she, she married him to be his wife you know to have the uh, status of being his wife and the money of being his wife and you know when she filed for divorce they married in 2015 and she filed for divorce in 2016 and Johnny said at the time, <laughs> when she claimed abuse, right, when she filed for divorce, she asked for a temporary restraining order. And he said she's doing this to get money, you know, from the divorce in advance to get to to um, to preempt the divorce, in a sense, to get the money ahead of time. And he gave her seven million dollars, which he said she was going to use for We're going to have to leave it there for now. Okay. I, I hate cutting this off. This was amazing tonight. Great to have three doctors at once. Huh? How about that, folks? And I'm not even in a waiting room. Dr. Nadim Karim, Dr. <laughs> Wendy Walsh, and Dr. Carol Lieberman. We've got to do it again soon. Thank you so much. When we come back, folks, we're right. in fact. Let's skip ahead to the end, and then we'll probably wrap the Deb recap here. Let's see. Looks like they broadcast this live earlier. And I think at the very end, they weren't even talking about the Deb case, looks like. Oh, my God. What the fuck are they talking about? They had to do some type of rap segment, right? I don't know. They got other trials here. Huh. No, nah, I don't want to see that shit. This is how he would look on the on the red carpet. Where are all these hoes out here? Um, I think Amber Heard is, is very professional, very appropriate in court, but um, quite different than Johnny Depp. What are your thoughts about uh, their physical appearance and how that may impact the likability factor here? Um, again, I think that the, the jury is looking at the both of them. And like you said, Amber is very, you know, almost stoic when she's sitting there and, and she's very, very professional. And Johnny is almost, um, you know, I look at him and, and I, I don't want to say childlike, but he, he just is more relaxed. And it, at times today, he looked a little, little more off than he has um, in the beginning of the, of the trial. But I understand from Chan Lee that he was also drawing today, and perhaps that's a way for to keep him calm, keeping himself calm throughout the trial, um, to sit and draw or sketch possibly people in the courtroom. Um, and I think his demeanor overall is uh, is a good one. You know, I think he's showing that he's happy to have made it to this point to finally bring this to a head, and he just wants the truth to come out. And I think that that is being exhibited in his demeanor. Okay, when we come back, we're going to talk about 
Lori Daybell, the so-called doomsday cult. Oh my God, they've been talking about her for years. <laughs> Literally, every time I turn it on, they're saying a new hearing for her. Lori Daybell, I think, she, did she kill her kids or something? Um, big news on that and some of the other big trials across the nation. Matt Johnson will join us when we return. I don't know, it's fucked. It really is fucked. Let's see. I think we're pretty much done, though. Let me look here. Uh, I thought I put something in Slack. Let me double check that. Double check that shit. Uh, a Whitlock rant? I don't know if I have a video on it, though. Is it just written? Let's see. Has Jesse put out any more songs? Fuck. Usually Mediaite has a video. Yeah, they do. Okay, good. All right, maybe I'll play this. I like Jason Whitlock. I used to watch him on the Sports Reporters back in the day when I was a kid, and he was the big, fat black dude on there. Huge. I think he was probably the fattest guy I've ever seen on television. Maybe. For the last 20 I don't know about since, but. Uh, and really starting when, with the purchase of ESPN in 1996, Disney has gone about the business of feminizing and wokeifying sports. This has been. This isn't some overnight thing that just happened in the last two or three years. This isn't some, you know, Colin Kaepernick uh, uh, coincidence that they took advantage of. This has been a plot and a strategy for nearly thirty years. When Disney got a hold of ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, the goal was to Disneyfy. ESPN in the sports world and to feminize ESPN in the sports world. And that's what's gone on the last 25, 26 years. The sports world and ESPN have been feminized and they do it through their little keys. He's lost a lot of weight since then, by the way, diversity, inclusion, and equity. They call it diversity, equity, and inclusion. I call it diversity, inclusion, and equity because it's D-I-E. It's the death of men. By the way, he worked for ESPN on two or three separate occasions and Disney. It's the assassination of men. That's what Disney and ESPN are about, imposing the matriarchy on the rest of the world and particularly on American culture through sports. For the last 20 years, uh, and really starting when... Oh, is that it? Oh, man, I want to hear the rest of that. Fuck. Damn, I thought he was going to go harder on that. Fuck, that sounded like a beginning of a 20-minute rant, dude. Why the fuck did they stop there? I guess he went in a little too hard. The fuck? Disney and ESPN promote magic queendom. What? We start a work week uh, with uh, Dwayne Haskins and his tragic, unfortunate. Uh, and Gil Brandt is still on the radio and someone.
Again, I know we've all OD'd on reality TV, Desperate Housewives shows, The Real World. Nah, I guess I'll have to look. Save the children. Nah, turn your ad off, fucker. I guess I'll have to look for the full clip. Uh, the full video clip, but it sounds like he talked about it a lot on his podcast, too. I'll look for that. Maybe we can find that tomorrow. Michael Alberto is going to be on the kill stream. Not the kill stream. Fuck. Tequila Sunrise tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon, we're going to have another guest. Believe it or not, this week, the guest list continues. It marches on. So look forward to that. We'll watch the D-Live documentary tomorrow as well. I'm about to go to sleep, dude. We did like three hours and 15 minutes, something like that. Uh, I'll be back, like I said, tomorrow, probably around 10 or 11. We'll start it up. Musk, we talked about Musk at the beginning. Um, I don't know if we ever like put a bow on that, but we'll definitely talk about that more tomorrow. But we talked about, we showed a bunch of videos and stuff, kind of talked about Musk a bit at the beginning of the show. The Nick RT thing does come on at midnight, but it's like that's 30 minutes away. I could just sit here and watch. I mean, I don't really have, we had the guest. I could just watch more trial, but that's kind of usually like a, Tequila Sunrise thing, like, super long watches. So, I mean, we could do that, but uh, I don't want to drag it out. We had a pretty, we had a pretty fun show, pretty good show. I don't want to, I don't want to drag it out till, till midnight. I know we would have the Nick segment, but yeah, the trial is kind of boring from the stuff that happened today. There wasn't really anything that exciting. So I'll be back in the morning though. Check me out in the morning. Shout out to all the fans tonight. Let me make sure and look, which I don't like using that word, but I used it anyway. Uh, let's see. Oh, I didn't see. <laughs> I wish I'd have played this. Damn it. Oh, send three dollars, Ralph. I'm the biggest Twitch right now. Oh, Nico. Yeah, no apologies. I don't care. This guy was just lying about me the other day. Trying to say that I talked to my ex-girlfriend before she was 18, which is untrue. Uh, and even every enemy from top on down has never claimed that uh, with any straight face. Including, you know, family court stuff that works. So this guy's lied about me at every turn. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that dude. That's what I say about that. And fuck them all. No apologies. No. Feeling bad about it. They're using every fucking lie they can fucking grab to fuck with me. I'll use everything I can grab to fuck with them back. Literally, that's all there is to it. So, again, that's my that's my thoughts there. Those are my thoughts there on the subject. And I'm about to get some sleep. Uh, tomorrow, Michael Alberto, we're going to debut the baby here one day pretty soon. Uh, e. Michael Jones and Adam Green on the 23rd. Dawson and Martinez, I'm hoping the day before, not sure. Jay Dyer's coming up soon. We got a lot of shit coming up soon, but we're not there yet. Tomorrow, we're finishing off the week in style. Tequila Sunrise and the Kill Stream. Where's my song, though? The intro didn't play. The outro going to play? Yes! Thank you, Magaru. I, I, I believe that uh, David Cole should come back. Thank you, Neon. 
Red wine? I'll play that tomorrow. You know what? I had that pulled up, too, actually. I'll play that as the bonus song for sure tomorrow.